0: listening to the one of us.net podcast network one of us.net and all of the shows on it are hundred percent subscriber supported please consider becoming a subscriber to one of us.net keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well Da, 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 da. We're back for season three of Eye on the Prize. I cannot believe I've said that. I didn't think this podcast would last this long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she said.
0: <laughs> oh, see, high class entertainment we got here. Waka waka waka. Anyways, hey everybody, it's Justin Zarian. You know, it's a little early, but we decided, hey, there's a lot of stuff on the slate for the second half of the year. Most of you guys probably don't know what's coming out. So we wanted to give a little forecast of not only what's about to come out later this year, but just an idea like, hey, if there's there's any films that came out already that maybe might merit Oscar consideration. I mean, the chances of which are probably slim to none, unless you're an animated film, but... It's very possible. Anyway, I am joined here today by Alan, new to this podcast. How are you doing, buddy?
1: Yes, I am here also. <laughs> uh, you
0: are also here. That seems to be your motto, just like you're on every podcast now. Just you are also yes. here. let should go out saying these <laughs> points. Uh, but then we also got London. How are you doing, buddy?
2: Hey, yep, 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 I'm here. Excellent day. <laughs> I'm here. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Ooh, hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm the child Entertainment. I goofy.
0: Sorry, I got off work. I'm a little goofy right now. But anyways, uh, we are going to talk about this stuff. So I'm curious because I I haven't seen as many movies in the last month or so because, you know, I'm strapped for cash a little bit. So I'm kind of uh, saving up for other stuff. But... I've been hearing a lot about some films that maybe might consider Oscar consideration by the end of the year, but I wanted to ask you guys first. So why don't we start with you, London? Is there any film that came out in the first half of the year that you think should be remembered by the year's end? Well, if you've listened to the other
2: podcast, you would know. (laughs) It's, of course, the Rocket Man. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, Rocket Man, starting off with a big one here. So,
0: uh, Alan, have you seen Rocket Man yet?
1: Uh, no, no, but I heard about it, and apparently it's been nothing but good. Like That's definitely, what I think, one of the most people will remember. It's a biopic, it's crazy visuals, the director's been doing a lot of stuff. The director won a fucking Oscar last year, so yeah.
0: Uh, well, he didn't, first of all, so.
1: Oh, sorry, well, the movie he was working on
0: did. Yeah, the co-directed film. But then, London, tell us, why
2: do you think people should remember this movie by the end of the year? Well, speaking about the last movie that did win, uh, <laughs> this, this is like what this movie, that, that feels like this is what it should have been. Because, well, we're talking about Bohemian Rhapsody, by the way, people, just so yes. we don't dance around
1: it. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bohemian, I should have won Best Actor City.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, try something there, didn't we? And, and First of all, Tyrion Edgerton actually sings. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, he does a decent Elton John impersonation, but his acting is on
2: top, uh, you know, yeah. on top form, I would say. No, yeah, yeah. And, and too, it's just, the movie is... I feel like this is like when people complain about biopics, and and there there are there's worthy criticism, you know, like oh they lie, they're this, they're that, they're that. Yeah. This is just a straightforward musical. It has a s- simple message, you know. It talks, it critiques how, uh, the fame and fortune, and it has that, and it's beautiful. It has those beautiful segments of his of Elton John's music, and it and it actually expresses what the 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 themes of his songs meant, and I think that's what if. If you want to make like a musical type of thing, talking about a character who's so outlandish as Elton John, I think this is they did the best way they could. And two, the editing is <laughs> <it's> kind of <laughs> a middle finger to Beanie Rhapsody's editing. <laughs> yeah, this one is much what cleaner cut throughout it. So, yeah. like, like I said, I, that's an, I don't know if I said another podcast, but when a, the, the actual Rocket Man, like the song, that segment is just wonderfully cut. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. No, I remember uh, Lexi mentioned that was her favorite segment, the Rocket Man performance, where it, it was just, it's so, like, it's done in that way. It's a very arty kind of composition, but it's never over the top, and it always, like, it's a very naturally paced feel to it kind of thing, you know?
2: Yeah, and it's just it's a, it's just a, and it has so many great sequences. And like I said, when I left it, I, f- I was in the greatest mood. Like I, I had a I had more enjoyment out of this when I, when I saw End Game, and I liked Endgame quite a bit. And, you know, <laughs> it's like you know that's <laughs> a bold statement there. Yeah. No, well, I, I got a
1: few more bold statements when we talk about Endgame. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> what well, have you not talk about
0: Endgame, So there we go. <laughs> no, but anyways, um, yeah, so truth, I would, say, I mean, I kind of mostly agree. I mean, I only say that it's still a very standard biopic in its writing and such, but. I will say that there's a lot of great things about it and it I mean, I was not bored like I was with Bohemian Rhapsody where I'm just like okay, let's just move on. But I because mean, yeah, really...
1: no, Oh sorry, good. I was gonna say no, definitely the word of mouth, definitely everything about it. Like I think honestly this I don't know if I gonna think it's gonna sweep the Oscars. It's probably gonna get nominated for every fucking award again.
0: I, I think the thing that it will definitely be most nominated for is Taren Egerton, because, I mean he's 100%. already one of the top contenders for lead actor, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, you know, if I would argue for anything else, I think it's actually up for costume design. It sh- or it should be, because, oh, holy yeah. crap, all those costumes they put in there.
1: <laughs> That's always a weird... Like, costume and makeup are always, like, the fucking weirdest awards, because it just goes to the most random fucking thing. Hey, Joker might fucking win that
0: Well, one. so here's the thing. The yeah. problem with the costume award for a long time is that they always awarded it to period pieces. Even terrible yeah. period pieces, like Elizabeth II, The Golden Age, where it's like, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> costumes. Nobody liked that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... Lately, they've been a little more adventurous with giving it to stuff that's like maybe some fantasy or maybe some like, like, freaking Mad Max one costume design one year. Or so it's like, yeah, they're at least willing to try and say, okay, maybe just because it's got pretty period piece costumes, it doesn't automatically win. You
2: know, it, it, yeah. I think what it is is like, whatever's the most popular, even like whatever genre, that's it's kind of like a, like a free reign now. Before it was, you're right, it kind of went to what the standards were period pieces, but now it's like, whoever's bigger name. What it could be. If it was it a Mad Max? Is it Suicide Squad? <laughs> or is well, it? Well, that one won makeup. But yeah. or is it? Or is it Vice for making Christian Bale slightly more it fat? Should be <laughs> it should be Vice. It
1: should be because he looks just like Ch- Dick Cheney. I don't care how much Justin hey, like the movie. But this but nice I, I,
0: I would say the makeup and Christian Bale's acting were very good in the movie. I, my problems were all mostly with actual like directing and writing choices, personally. But yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, you know, like I said, a lot of effort went to make Kristen Bell slightly more fat. So, like I said. <laughs>
1: damn you, it was a great effect.
0: Well, I mean, and also they did a lot of good makeup effect for everyone else around him,
1: too. Yeah. So I will give Oh, yeah, back. Sam Rockwell looks just like <laughs> just Kind like, of. <laughs> yeah. I oh, mean, they show a picture of him halfway through the movie, like, damn, that should picked a really good choice. Yeah, yeah. No, so then,
0: um, yeah, I agree with that kind of stuff. Uh, Alan, what's a movie that you feel should be remembered by the end of the
1: year? Uh, I know it's going to sound crazy, and not just because I love Keanu Reeves, but John Wick 4. Sorry, John three. Wick 3. Geez, yeah. John
2: Wick John the 4, oh, the, the
0: movie shit. that isn't out yet, should be nominated. No, I don't, I it's so great.
2: we past, bit back in time to win the award. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was looking through the list. I saw Toy Story 4, and I said John <laughs> Wick 4. But, uh, yes, uh, but no, uh, definitely John Wick 3, just because, like, Obviously, they're not going to nominate for best movie. I mean, they fucking put Mad Max on there. This has just I, as much plot Mad, Mad Max, Max has
0: a little more prestige than John Wick does. Oh,
1: fuck you. The guy made Happy Feet one uh,
0: two. Well, one, yes, it's because the guy made oh, Happy Feet, but he also made a bunch of other Oscar-nominated films.
1: That's so. bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you no, know, the thing about, oh yeah. There's visual perspective, sound design. Like, there's a lot of like the technical categories you could definitely win for. That I honestly think it should be remembered. Like that end sequence with all the weird mirrors and the lighting is fucking incredible. So it's like I think people should remember that. I should get, think it should get some recognition, even if it's just in the technical categories, because it is a technically well-made film. You well,
0: know, oh, like, I agree. Like it's a it's a very well-made movie. It's just it is an uphill battle. It's gonna have to fight to get there, kind of thing.
1: Suicide Squad wins best makeup, and Mad Max. <laughs> Mad Max was nominated for Best Picture, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio won Best Actor for The Revenant. Go fuck yourself. That's an uphill uh, Every uh, Man,
0: everybody was saying that. That was literally a combination of, one, it was a pretty good performance, but two, everyone's like, why doesn't Leo DiCaprio have an Oscar? Why doesn't Leo DiCaprio have an Oscar? Why doesn't Leo DiCaprio?
1: Here you go. Yeah. Here's your freaking Oscar. <laughs> no, nah, that's a BS, man. They, they, they're, they're, there are no fucking rules half the time. Well, <laughs> I, whatever they remember watching.
2: Well, I mean, no one talks about it anymore. No one says that he should win an Oscar now. Although, I will <laughs> say that the other movies coming out next week, people are saying he might
0: merit Oscar consideration. So. Oh, okay.
2: Maybe.
1: Well, never mind. I mean, <laughs> so, so, so. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, definitely. What's
0: yeah, to be fair, I mean, Leo DiCaprio, lately he's been very choosy with his um, uh, movie picks. Like, he hasn't been in almost much anything for the last couple of years, you know?
1: It feels like he took a break as soon as he won his Oscar. He kind of did,
0: honestly. He, went to, he made a documentary about global warming, because that's his thing he does now. <laughs> Um, and then I think he – I can't remember the last thing he actually starred in since Revenant.
1: Hmm.
0: I'm sure there is something. I'm just not thinking
1: about it. Maybe yet. he really did want that Oscar because I know it was a running joke, but he never really spoke about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think he kind of did too.
0: He's just – it's a weird thing where an Oscar shouldn't be a validation, but for some people it kind of is. You're just like, oh, my work is being rewarded now. Thank you, <laughs> you know, yes. kind of thing.
1: By the same crew that gave Suicide Squad an Oscar.
0: Again, I'm I'm sure. I am sure that the people who worked on that makeup did a very good job, and they got compensated very nicely with an Oscar. So I, I am happy for that crew. Good for you
2: guys. The the problem with that with Suicide Squad though was like horribly uneven. Like I thought, I thought Harley Quinn and Joker was good, but then you got Killer Croc, and it's like, why is your I thought Killer Croc's makeup was actually pretty. His head was so big. He's that a mutant crocodile answer.
0: monster. What should he look like?
1: I mean, I honestly... I do make his body bigger. Be... I don't know. <laughs> Dude, a fucking uh, Star Trek Beyond came out that same year in that same category that oh, has yeah. hundreds of effects. P-
0: part of the, the problem yes, with that shit. is that nobody saw Star Trek Beyond, sadly. Oh, so. God. Oh. That's no, it is no I'm saying the that there theory. is a legit politics yeah. problem with that where a lot of times people will only vote for stuff they've actually seen. I mean, freaking what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence, I still I'm still giving her grief about that I shouldn't. But she openly admitted sometimes she's like, Yeah, I don't watch all the Oscar movies. Screw it. I'm not, I don't have time.
1: Okay, she does that. Well, time. That's, her, fucking, that's not her job. That's little. But, but her she's job. one of the
0: people who votes for it. So I'm just saying that because you know the whole rule that if you're nominated for an Oscar, you're automatically part of the committee that's able to vote for those categories. So
1: okay, well uh, at least she admitted it. I'm sure half the fucking people don't do the same. Oh no, they they,
0: they they put up polls saying about half the people don't actually watch the Oscar screeners. So it's like why don't you let other people who actually have watched movies go and vote for these categories? Yeah, just no,
1: this whole thing oh nobody watched it, it was Star Trek Beyond. This was some indie movie. It was it was technically under,
0: it, it didn't flop but it was an underperformer so
2: i think it was i think it was the weakest it did the weakest out of all of them even though it was the best out of all of them the,
0: the, uh, the i still say star trek one of the reboot
2: oh
1: yeah no it's one. ever been no none of the touch movies have ever been better than one and two i don't hate it as much as everyone else does. no
0: it's yeah. not as bad it's just underwhelming compared to one yeah so yeah. yeah but
1: anyways um i'll go next here this is one
0: again i doubt this will actually get remembered by the end of the year but it better because i think you, i i freaking loved fighting with my family have you guys seen this one
1: Oh, the wrestler! Uh, no, no, I, I heard, the heard movie, about the right?
0: Paige. Yeah, 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 so this is um, Florence Pugh, her other big movie other than Midsommar, uh, where she plays Paige, the famous wrestler, and it's all her story about how she, you know, got up in the ranks. Now... Granted, this is a highly fictionalized version of that. So
1: yeah, apparently, uh, the wrestling fans hate this fucking movie,
0: which is weird because okay, yeah. I get the f- sense like yeah, there's some things they clearly fudge because WWE got their greasy little fingers on it and went okay, we need to change that, that, yeah. and that because it's more yeah, accurate more to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to add the Rock even though we had nothing to do with Paige until after she became famous,
1: <laughs> you know. Well, and and that's the thing like you got a sense like y- you like I'm not trying to say you don't know this. It's like uh, people that uh. G- People were legit mad at a lot of aspects of, uh what was that fucking movie called, uh Straight Outta Compton? Everyone loved that movie. But mm-hmm. fans of NWA had a lot of issues with that movie because yeah. it ignores a lot of stuff that happens. And yeah. it does make up, well, especially partly the because they had things up.
0: Probably because most of the people from that group are still alive and can influence the movie. So, Which is yeah. funny, though, too, because... Honestly, there are a few things in there that are very honest about those members, like freaking um, some of the stuff with Ice Cube, like when he beat that dude's uh, record office to pieces and stuff. You know that he didn't have to put that in there, but he made himself look unflattering for that. I mean, it was it was made justified looking for him, but it's more or less true to the actual story of what happened. Oh
1: yeah, sometimes they can't get away with stuff, but it's like you you gotta understand. It's like when when people when fans have criticism, it's not because they don't like the movies. Because yeah, sometimes it pains in a complete like this. There's a lot of issues with that. So it's like I think the controversy itself. Might actually stop it from winning a lot of stuff. Um,
0: you know, so that's the thing. Like, I don't think this movie has enough momentum to get a bunch of nominations or anything. I would love for it to get like a writing nod because I think this movie, say what oh. you will, that accuracy or not, it's hilarious. Throughout wait, wait, a whole chunk
2: yeah. of it. Can we talk about the controversy? Because I don't. I honestly don't. I know zero. To so, understand.
0: so basically, the thing is, is that a lot of stuff in here was altered to make. Uh, it's not so much that they altered every detail about Paige's life itself, but they added a lot of stuff where WWE is made more flattering in its portrayal. Oh, okay. uh, the Rock okay. is a major part of the story, even though he had nothing to do with Paige's rise because uh, he, he's in only three scenes. To be fair, but they're like, hmm. oh well, The Rock is the one who got you the title chip, uh, championship fight with this one lady. It's like he wasn't even anywhere nearby her by that point. <laughs> um, but then also there was some other uh, minor details about things where it's like, oh, they make they kind of make WWE look awesome and like a. Big glamour machine, just like oh yeah, you you go in here, you put your work, you put your dues in, uh, you get to become an awesome champion, kind of thing. <laughs> and yeah, and the well. fact too that Paige, they make it seem like Paige struggled a bunch when she was going through the early NXT stuff, but honestly, she was pretty well liked even from the get go. Like they make a thing like oh well, she's nervous in front of the microphone or she can't do this. It's like no, that's total BS because she was like a diva and a dominant force even from the get go when she started off. So. Yeah. So again, they fudged it up to make it look more like an underdog story, because they don't want a story of someone who's awesome to just be awesome all the way through the movie. So they, which... want,
2: they want Wonder Woman? Just basically. Yeah, they, they
0: didn't want an accurate portrayal of
1: the character. They I just... know,
0: and that's the, I, I'm not justifying it, I'm just saying from a writer's perspective, you know, as, as a guy who writes stuff myself, it's like, yeah, obviously for writers, like, oh, that's boring, there's no drama there. But, the one thing I say this should be remembered for, Florence Pugh is amazing in the lead role, I think. I think mm-hmm. Because, I know, I have my issues with Midsommar, I wasn't crazy about that film myself, but I think Florence Pugh is one of the best up-and-coming actresses of this generation, and I think she, okay. this is one of her very best performances she's ever done.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, so, she, I mean, because that's the thing, is like, say what you will about the fudging of the details, but Florence Pugh, when she has to sell a comedy moment, when she has to sell a drama moment, when she has to be physical, she really commits 100% to the role, so...
1: Well, we'll see her in Black Widow and see if... Because at this point, I'm not a huge fan of her in Midsummer. She just does the face. I mean, again, that's just the way she looks and that kind of stuff. But I think... I mean, I'm just saying this. I mean, she, I think
0: she's just great in it anyways. But I would totally recommend, if you haven't seen this movie, Alan, or, or London, definitely give it a shot. Because aside, again, right. from the actual details about the fudging the details, it's really funny because it's uh, Stephen Merchant who wrote and directed this movie.
2: Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I heard about that. Yeah, I
0: remember he was talking about it. Yeah. We, uh, Plus, it's a chance to see one of the most unlikely but awesome couples pairing ever: uh, Nick Frost and Lena Headey as the mom and dad <laughs> of the main character. Yeah, they are like they're only in the movie for like 15 minutes, but they steal the scene every time they're in it because they're just hilarious throughout it. And even Vince Vaughn's tolerable in this. Where it's like, oh,
1: he... that's a first. Wait, 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 well, because
0: that thing, like he he plays the coach who's training um, Florence Pugh's character, and he's oh. playing like a pretty much a toned down Vince Vaughn kind of thing. So, mm.
3: yeah.
0: So that's one of my pick. But uh, let's see. Uh, anyone else got a second pick they want to contribute? Hmm. Uh, uh,
3: London? Uh,
2: let me see. I'm, I'm thinking this. Well, here.
0: I'll, I'll go with one then if you guys want to come a with to thing. Yeah. yeah,
2: go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh,
0: now, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I really, really want to go see it. And again, it's not because of not wanting to. It just wasn't screened anywhere nearby me. But The Farewell is getting a whole bunch of hype right now. Now, have you guys heard about this one? No. Uh, the
1: farewell. No, but people are talking up a storm. It's like, well, I Aquafina in the lead role or something? So here's the thing, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, the big deal for that. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: so it's Aquafina in the lead role, and it's based on it's
0: adapted from a this American life story that was told by the director and writer. And basically it's about Aquafina as this, you know, Chinese American living uh, in this time kind of thing, where her grandmother has been diagnosed with lung cancer and she's being called back to China so they can spend time with her. But apparently, they haven't told her grandmother that she's got the terminal diagnosis. You're like, oh, well, why would we tell her that and have her worry about it before she dies? We should just let her live her life normally until the end. And so it's this whole cultural drama about the way that... Because this apparently is a very traditional Chinese thing that happens more often than not. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And everyone's saying, one, it's a very heartfelt and funny and sweet movie. But gosh dang, Aquafina out of nowhere is becoming this, like big actor where they're like, oh, this is the single best thing she's ever done in a dramatic role, too, so.
2: Yeah, I saw the trailer to it, and it, like, because, you now, coming from an Asian family myself, I'm just, like, I kind of, I understand what they're talking about, and it's, like, mm-hmm. I'd never seen it discussed before, you know? Yeah, and, and
0: that's what, this, this is one of those kind of movies that's great for, like, diversity representation with that kind of stuff, you know, these really sweet, touching cultural depictions of that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, it's just, like, you know, that, the feeling of, um, what was I gonna say? Like that, it's that the one per one person of the family never is never independent of the rest. Like with Asian culture, it's all one unit. You know, mm-hmm. everyone everyone's together, and it's like like if when you, when someone when you lose a family mate, it's like losing an arm. That's like what oh. it feels like, you know, when, it, when it's your fam when it, especially an Asian family. So. And right. I was like, man, that's like, kind oh I never thought of it. Like in the way I just, so it really was like, look at this trailer and, and the performances, especially from right from Aquafina. I was like, wow, this trailer looks good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to add to that, or because I, oh, I have my own I- now.
0: I think the big thing is that this one might actually merit some best picture consideration based on all those glowing reviews it's gotten mm-hmm, but maybe. it seems like Aquafina might actually be a serious contender for best actress this year like at least mm-hmm. a nomination if anything so I would like
2: I would like to see it I want to want to do I want to see it now but, uh, I
0: mean hey yeah. if Melissa McCarthy could be a double Oscar nominee then uh, oh, I think Aquafina hey to be fair <laughs> Um what No. Yeah,
1: no can you ever forgive me I know the movie you're talking about too and I'm still going Can you no. ever
0: forgive me is amazing and she's amazing in it.
1: So And I answered the question before you even started talking. And you're wrong. So anyway <laughs> No, I'll never forgive you Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> okay. right. Anyways, uh so who else has a movie then? Okay, uh. uh oh. Honestly, the only thing I can think of is Detective Pikachu. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that's laughable, but <laughs> go fuck yourself. Oh, sh- fuck both of y'all. Okay, fine, just move on to the fucking London. You know bed. what? I, said, I-, I will. <laughs> no,
2: no, just don't even... <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Okay, oh, no, 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 no. the Oscars. Okay, here, Alan, <laughs> Alan, Alan, Alan. Fucking Ryan World so walks out in a giant Pikachu costume?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, here we go here, we go here we go here we go. Alan has an Oscar. Okay, let us let, say this. Let's say this. platform? <coughs> what oh, what, what about the movie? Do you feel would merit Oscar consideration?
1: <sighs> it's one of the okay. If fucking Ready Player One has any, can you fucking get anywhere as far as noms, this could definitely be in there with the world <laughs> building. The The way they're able to make the P, the Pokemon actually feel like they belong to part of the real world is something that I think warrants some sort of, I don't know what category it could be. Maybe it's simply just visuals? Uh, I the would think yeah, it's visuals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Able, the fact that they're able to make it feel like this is a part of a normal world. Yeah, not, not all the CGI, like the Lickitung looked really fucking weird. But a lot of the Pokemon there felt like they actually meld with the real world properly in a way I never thought would be possible. I was like they're too weird the color too off and I'm like as you actually go through it's like no these do feel like real animals hmm, and I think okay. that's something that I really needs to remember like even Justin Smith like I don't think he should you know win or anything but like this is the best acting I've ever I've seen him in like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was a piece of garbage and Joseph is awful, and he's just playing a discount ke- Kevin Hart. But in this, he actually is emoting. He actually is getting along really well with Ryan Reynolds, and they make this a fun buddy cop. So it's like, I think to a certain degree, this should be non- uh, this, this should be looked at in in a serious fashion. Hmm. I. Can't see Justice Smith competing
0: at all for this. Oh but, hell
1: no! But like, just just hey, he exists. Just to no. I mean, chill that's the thing. Like, good. I would say this is a
0: better performance for him, so that's nice to know. Yeah. But I would say I could say there's possibly an argument for visual effects because I mean, say what you will about Ready Player One, it's a pretty in, like in depth visual thing, you know, like the way that they designed all the uh, the details of the yeah with that, any,
1: without any visuals that actually stand out because everything looks like a, a PS2 game half the time.
0: I mean, that's the point. It's supposed to look
1: like a video game. So I don't give a shit. <laughs> Well, you're not voting for these ones, and I remind.
2: Yeah, you goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay.
0: London, do you have a second? Yeah, movie? London,
1: what do you have?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> aside from you guys, <laughs> there's us. I'm sure this forgotten about us. Yeah, no, us. That, that was
0: actually gonna be my next pick too, uh, if, if it wasn't gonna be the obvious choice. So, yeah, uh, what, what do you say about us though?
2: Um, okay, I think a, a lot of the controversy behind the film, which is not about much, but it's like, oh, it's. Like what they're trying to explain what it means. It's like, all right, here's the thing, Jordan Peele, <laughs> he likes 70s and 80s horror, yeah, and so Get Out is like Step for Wives and you know whatever. This one is I I, I don't. It's like those other 70s horror films that don't make sense. And so, <laughs> so going into it that way, just enjoying the visuals, enjoying the way he foreshadows, enjoying the way he, 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 he has the, the um, various colors and the costumes, and enjoying Nupita Nyong'o's brilliant and wonderful performance. Yeah. Like, see, her performance was like, I was floored <laughs> by
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I would say she's the strongest potential for any Oscar consideration this year for for that movie because she yeah. is really really good in that film. Uh,
2: no, she's just it, she you know at one point she just I really felt her motherly tenderness and another point she scared the hell out of me. <laughs> it's just like I'm like I'm like I was like oh god I just just playing those both in one movie I'm like oh my god this is great. Well,
0: and that's what makes the film work so well is that you know in anyone else's hands this would be just a bland body snatchers film, you know. But mm-hmm. Jordan mm-hmm. Peele because he gets so many top talent actors and gets he's got such a great crew with him, too to make this film look as good as it does, it mm-hmm. really merits that serious consideration. It's like oh no, this is just a horror movie. It's a very good art film that happens to be a horror film, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, Because, I mean, I, you know, I haven't seen Us again since I saw it in the theater, but maybe Hot Take, I think I like it better than Get Out, personally, because I really like Get Out, I think that, I have the issue where everyone's like, oh, well, this movie's too vague and too abstract and that kind of such, I'm like... I kind of prefer that over a movie that literally spells itself out yeah. for you within the first
2: thirty minutes. So yeah, no, they're both two, two totally different like yeah, stories, yeah. and it's like you know one is it all leads up to the ending, and this one is it's like once once the once the ball hits the court, you gotta keep running with it. <laughs> it's like exactly. so that's and like I said, I just think that um oh god, and like I say he did he did more creative things with this one, and he. It seems like he was taking more chances 'cause to get out he was yeah. much more tempted. He's like, Okay, I have to, you know I you know, I'm I'm this new studio, I'm a new director, I gotta be much more careful. And but this one he's like he 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 really ex- just went out all out there and just did, hey, go whole hog, go whole hog and I'm like, All right, cool, man. I I enjoy people who who take risks and do what they can and go crazy with it, so
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh Alan, have you seen this one? Uh us no. I uh that that's a nightmare for me an existential nightmare us uh, so i refuse to watch <laughs> <laughs> like, that shit keeps you up at night Fair enough Fair oh, enough. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> Alan's doppelganger is out there somewhere so. Yeah that shit,
1: that shit scares the fuck out of me so I was like, <laughs> As soon as I saw the show I'm like nope I'm out <laughs> hey, There are people that never saw a great of movie for the exact same reason Funny
0: enough I feel like I actually have met Or not met directly but I found someone who is My older doppelganger pretty much Because there's this oh, one shit. actor in England who does these like Children's shows and when people saw me When I was a, mis- a missionary out there they're like Oh are you sure you're not related to this guy on TV And then I see his picture and I'm like Holy crap! It's me, but with a, sh- a shorter hairline.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what movie were we watching was the uh, uh, we watched it after I was like a year ago, and it was just like just like you. Was it? A, was it that fucking twenty eight days later or are you crazy?
0: Um. Oh oh, was it twenty eight days or twenty eight weeks later?
1: Oh, one of those movies. Well, because yeah.
0: we watched them back to back. I remember that, but yeah, I think I remember that where you we, we found somebody who looked just like you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so I see now why you don't buy like, twenty eight weeks later. There we go.
1: <laughs> but anyway, well, that and it sucks. But yeah,
0: yeah. But anyways, um. Now I got one more here too, and uh, I I know what I'm getting into just by evoking the name of this movie in front of Alan. But we have to talk about it because Avengers Endgame does have some merit for Oscar consideration. Because again,
1: yeah, the most over second most overrated movie. Oh, I'm you no. shut up. Hey. <laughs> Hey, no. <laughs> Look, either hey, Captain no. America fucked up a timeline really badly or did nothing. Both are horrible.
0: I, I I agree that the only thing I had a major giant complaint was the very last bit where they explained the time travel stuff. I'm like, <laughs> based on everything you established, that thing here, this last scene, makes no sense. So, I totally agree with that. He got- but... Hey, well, no yeah. one
2: spoiled it. <laughs> okay, well. No,
0: we're not going to spoil it here just in case for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, I agree that's one thing that did bother me a lot when I left the movie. But the other 90% of this movie that's great is really great. And, I mean, I'm going to make this argument saying if Black Panther can merit Oscar consideration for S Picture, I feel this one has just as much merit too, as well.
1: I don't know, unfortunately. Not even getting past the fact that I think that the movie itself is honestly just overrated, overbloated, and honestly really needed a rewrite, is that Mm. Black Panther Panther came out. Black Panther had, you know, again, prestige actors and a cultural phenomenon behind it. This is just a really popular... uh, This is honestly on the same level as Infinity War. Like, 100%. This is the exact same level. It's like, whatever Oscars Infinity War got, this this should be in the exact same categories. But as far as trying to push it any further, I don't really think that it has... The cultural impact that Black Panther did, so it's like uh,
0: this is the second highest grossing film in history. So? I think it has just as much cultural impact.
1: No, it does. No, it does not. The, the Black Dude. Panther cultural impact was spoke to an entire it's race. Of the people. The Saturn
0: Awards <laughs> just uh, just nominated it for like the most awards ever in comparison. Because so. it's
1: one of the, it's the most popular movie ever. Exactly, like, but
0: that's what I'm saying. Like that. Uh, just because a movie like again relevant doesn't always guarantee a win, and popular doesn't always guarantee a win. But this is a case where this movie, it, this is the Avatar effect. Avatar got nominated for a bunch of Oscars. And I feel and it like
1: doesn't deserve it then
0: either. I think it deserves some, but as I'm saying, like I feel this one should merit consideration because I, you know, uh, I, again, I say I think this movie was near flawless except for a couple notable details, but otherwise, I think this uh, this is ranking to my top three right now for the year so far. But again, uh, this is I early mean, in the yeah. year, so I can't judge everything just yet.
1: Oh yeah, I never said, Even if I get past my mountain of issues with the, with the movie, but even even like uh, even in itself. I really think the only thing you really give it for is maybe visual effects. If you can get past the the gray fucking battle scene that was at the Ooh. end of it, that's really the only thing I can I can really give it for. But I mean, visual effects counts? is a guaranteed nomination for yeah. sure. I think one hundred percent. But outside of that, honestly, it, it fails in every single. I mean, I think sound might be
0: a, a big thing. Like it's you know it's a well mixed movie kind of sure. thing. It's I mean again, I'm not saying it's gonna sweep any Oscar stuff because it won't. But I think for some of the, the small technical categories and. Arguably, best picture only just in the sense that, again, if Black Panther can merit consideration and this movie, one (laughs) of the biggest hits. Something also, again, we say that people don't watch movies. This is what I can guarantee everybody that Oscars watched.
1: You know, just saying. Okay, sure, but no. no like I can have to disagree that okay. you comparing this to Black Panther okay, in any let, way. Let, like, just, you know, I'm not even that big of a fan. That remember, movie. I'm the guy who says you that Black Panther
0: is a good movie, not a great
1: movie. I'm the same, I'm the same exact way, but you, you're you ignoring the cultural impact that I, movie has. I'm not. I'm saying I get the cultural impact.
0: I also just say cultural impact only goes far into saying, is the movie still – would I watch the movie again personally?
1: So yeah.
2: Well, I, I think we should all at least agree that it should be nominated for um, Best Makeup because of Fat Thor. <laughs> no,
1: no, just lose it immediately, disqualified because of fat Thor. Fat,
2: fat Thor, because they
1: do awesome. it for thirty seconds and then haven't wear a shirt the whole fucking time. Well, but he still no, he's still wearing makeup throughout. No, the they day. don't commit to the bit at all. Uh-huh.
0: he's got fat face and fat makeup all oh, throughout fuck. it. He's just got a big bulky suit over it too.
1: No, he's just wearing a shirt the whole time. Yeah, but he
0: still <laughs> they do that that's in Rack. Fat makeup to make him look bigger.
1: So, no, it's a
0: bodysuit. That is makeup.
1: That, that's the second time i said some shit that's made me bad today.
0: Also, by the way, I mean, uh, if you know the story, that apparently keeping Fat Thor fat throughout the movie was Chris Hemsworth's idea because they were going to make him lose all the weight when he got his hammer back halfway through the film. Yeah. And, and then it's like, I actually kind of applaud Chris Hemsworth for that. It's like, no, just let him be fat. It's more interesting if he hasn't.
1: Yeah, don't have me on character development. Make sure I'm a fat joke. Oh, the time. shut yeah, it's great. up. Great. I, no! I don't get what everyone's hate is
0: about Thor being some, like... like
1: because of, he's a depressed loser, and they make fun of him for being depressed the whole time! But he gets off, I mean, that's the thing, like... No, he, he doesn't get over it! Like, he's...
0: He, he, <laughs> he stays he's, depressed. He's at the point where he's, he's starting to become... Because that's, that's the part of why he got the hammer back, is because he was going to be worthy again. Because he, ma- he was able to vindicate himself from being depressed, where it's like, oh, I still can redeem myself and become better, and now he's got a whole new character arc to explore because of it, so... <sighs> They set that so, stuff up for him to become a bigger character for Thor no, 4, which don't. is coming they
1: out. No, they make it up because he already established that he's worthy... And, and, and by the end of Thor, Th- uh, sorry, Thor Ragnarok, they said he's worthy, and then they continue that same worthiness in Infinity War, and then forget about it in, in Endgame. No, because that's the thing. Again, he lost it because they technically
0: lost at the he end never of the game. Uh, he never lost Yeah, they lost. lost his Everybody got vanished, and they didn't win until uh, five years later. But so eh.
1: Losing does not make you unworthy. Depression does not make you unworthy, but the movie but that was movie point. No, no, that's the all that thing. It,
0: it's not that he was actually unworthy, but he had to convince himself that he was worthy again, because that was his whole problem is that he went to a depressive funk, but he was always worthy that's why when he got the hammer it was so easy for him because it's like oh yeah because you've always been worthy you just needed to realize yeah. you were worthy
1: and he was a fat slob joke the whole fucking time and that makes me fucking pissed off i
0: i don't see what the problem is with that because uh, no one hates fat thor like even if he's the joke everyone thinks he's one of the most, the most funny parts of that movie so oh my God. i
2: mean i just think it's i thought it was funny because in every movie he had his shirt off and he was in shape and this time he wasn't
0: yeah. I mean it's something as simple as that too,
2: to be fair. I thought that was funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my god. But anyway, because uh, we could talk about this for
1: a while. I'll yell at this all
0: day the mediocrity. That is endgame. I don't I get I don't agree at all. Now, now, let's now talk is about one
2: movie- um Black Widow's uh oddly uh, mixed your, uh, hair dye. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: She changes her hair every fucking movie, and then changes it like three times in one movie.
2: Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just go She
1: changes no. her hairstyle. Oh, every come on, Alan. I was kidding. I, that is a. Nitpick.
2: I was that kidding. A Let's a move on. I, I'm
1: not saying that I hated it, but it's just. Have I mean, you not noticed that? Like
0: no, that everybody notices now. that, Alan. I don't see one. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Back, back to our movie. main point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also there's one movie that
1: again this is only because I haven't seen it full
0: yet but everyone's been talking about this movie Booksmart have you seen this one Alan? Alan oh London? yeah yeah
1: no, I, I fucking oh. love this movie I don't know if it's going to get anything I, I think it should get recognized I don't know what I, I feel like the, the, the best chance
0: it has would be for screenplay I would say and, I know Olivia
1: Wilde probably, directed yeah, right? but it's like yeah the, the actresses and actors everything's in there it does feel very very similar to uh, bad, but honestly, I like it more than Superbad. I think it speaks to... like it, it, It's basically speaking more towards uh, the next generation than the generation of Superbad, which is my generation, but I still enjoy this way more. I think it was able to update a lot of the stuff uh, really, really well, and it was still able to give me phenomenal actors that... Feeling the need too much to go into gross out humor, which is what I felt super bad really relied on, but I was also my generation grew up on gross out humor. Yep. So I kind of appreciated that it was a different style of humor. But yeah, no, I love the progression. I had fun with the movie and. Yeah, I do think it should get recognized in some way. I just, yeah, besides screenplay, I really don't know
0: what it could win. I feel like or that's the thing win. where it's like, because it's such a small movie and it's so early in the year, it's like, yeah, it's one of those indie indie cred things. It's like, oh, it's a great movie that only so many people see, but if we give it a screenplay nod, that at least acknowledges that we did actually see it.
1: Kind of. A lot of people saw it. Apparently it did really, really well for an indie movie. Like an indie movie from like an a indie studio. Like it did really, really fucking well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then otherwise, the other, other movies I could think of, I mean, there's a couple other ones that are like, in a perfect world, it'd be noticed. Like – um, this freaking movie, Diane, that I saw earlier this year was fantastic, but nobody's seen this movie, so that's the problem. (laughs) Diane? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, if anything, it'd be awesome to see her get recognized, the main actress, Mary-Kate Place, get recognized, because she, like, gave 110% in that movie, but Hmm. it's too small. That's the problem. But, um, Mm -hmm. there's also the movie The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which has been getting rave reviews, but apparently, I don't know anybody else other than Chris and a few people on the site who've seen it. So, Hmm. uh... And then the only other one I could think of is Toy Story 4 for Best Animated Feature, because obviously.
1: You know, oh, yeah. That, the Disney Award goes to Disney. Yep.
0: Um, but I think, uh, London, anything else uh, before we move on for that?
2: Uh, no, I think it's um, – uh, yeah, yeah, I don't have much to say. I mean, except there – I mean, yeah, I agree. I think Toy Story 4, I mean, that's not – it's just yeah. – I mean, do they, I don't even think they should have other nominations. Just be like, you know what, just – just to have, just have winner, and just say, hey, but just just to say this, um, just animated feature, Toy Story Four, and watch these other movies too because they're probably good. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 the just, Disney just, award <laughs> goes to Disney. Like, just, just you <laughs> know, at least acknowledge the other people and just say, hey, you know, at least watch them. They're not going to win, but at least watch them anyway. Yeah. yeah,
1: and don't acknowledge anything that wasn't in this country. Make sure, you know, make sure, don't don't acknowledge Japan in any way, shape, or form. No, they've never made an animated feature
2: ever.
0: I mean, to be fair, we the last three years a Japanese animation film has has been nominated. They haven't won, but they've been nominated. So. Didn't Spirit yeah, you know, Away win? Oh yes, yeah, so that was the last time that a non. Well, so when I think of a Japanese animation movie, that's the only one I think that's actually won. So yeah,
1: yeah we got to get. Uh, I mean, Spider Man won last year, so I can't really be too mad. But like. It's, yeah, it's usually whatever Disney, Pixar, like, fucking movie game out, it wins. It's well, like... and that's the
0: problem is, again, it's a popularity contest in that category because mostly the people who, who vote for that one are not animation critics or big-name people like that. It's mostly pu- the public in that kind of situation. Yeah. So, but it's it's still, you know, it's worthy to mention these mentions stuff like that. Because there are some other foreign films coming out this year. I'm really excited to see it contend, including uh, I Lost My Hand, that crazy film from uh, France that's coming out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, didn't you hear about that one, London? I lost my hand. What? <laughs> now, it's this weird freaking film about a disembodied hand looking for its owner.
1: Oh, the oh. cousin uh, The Thing. Story. Yeah, it's The Thing for the Addams Family.
2: So there you go. Pretty <laughs> or, much that. Or um, The Hand from Evil Dead. <laughs> <They're
0: related. laughs> I just want to see it flip off the audience halfway through or something. <laughs> That's but anyway... <laughs> I feel like this movie here should be a good transition one to talk about the later stuff in the year because next week we got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming out. So
1: Yes. I, uh... I am excited because I, I, at this point, like except for a handful of uh, what's it called? The Quentin Tarantino movie. I love most of his movies so it's like I'm excited, but I'm like I'm worried it's just gonna be like, hey, you remember La La Land? Well, now it has swearing. In it. Well, no, from oh, what no. I hear is that it, the
0: the reviews have been almost like, what like, okay, not almost unanimous. There's been glo- a lot of glowing praise for this movie from the Cannes reviews that it had. Um, and it's mostly, it's very much a love letter to the 60s, but oh. at the same time, it's still got a, from what I hear, it's very much more Pulp Fiction than anything, where it's very much like a oh, slice, no. in a sense that it's a slice of life, like, you know, you kind of bounce between a couple main characters and their weird, crazy interactions with other famous celebrities or other characters and that kind of such.
2: I thought, I thought no. Charles, wasn't, wasn't it the Manson murders? I, I yes, Charles. that is a factor. I, in apparently story. they are involved yeah. like,
0: they say it's not a Charlie Manson movie, but Charlie Manson does figure prominently into the plot, so. See, I,
2: I'm so yeah. fucking tired of that story. <laughs> oh,
1: you're gonna get a lot of it in the, this year, so... Yeah, Mindhunter's
0: also doing it with the same yeah, actor, but, too.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but Mindhunter's... Is, and there's also a Charles movie that either just came out or is coming out Oh, um, Oh,
0: Charlie Says. Yeah, that already came out. Yeah. So. Mm. yeah, which nobody saw that one except for a couple... Of, uh, we, we reviewed yeah, it on the Matt site, Smith. but nobody else saw that movie, so...
1: Wait, there was a Matt Smith movie and no one told me.
0: Yeah, sorry. Damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so apparently the only thing that people noted was that there's a crazy third-act ending that happens uh, in this movie that people have been like, either they loved it or they hated it. So, we'll see. Look,
1: at this point, we could fucking guess what it is based on the fact that Manson has evolved.
0: Yeah, well, apparently it doesn't go exactly where you want to go. But the big thing that I've heard a lot about this movie is that Brad uh, Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio are actually meriting serious Oscar consideration because... It really is a character study about, essentially, you know, has-been actors. Like, that not saying there has-been, but, like, that kind of period where the older generation is not knowing how to handle a transition in yeah. the, the landscape. Because it's really about Leo DiCaprio as this kind of, like, you know, he's an older actor. He was a veteran in, like, Western films and such. But now he's transitioning into the big leagues, and there's a new generation coming up, and he's feeling a little inadequate kind of thing. Yeah. So, which is cool. I, I, it'd be nice to see a vulnerable Leo DiCaprio performance like that,
1: you know? Maybe, I'm, I'm, again, I love Leo, so it's like, I'm obviously going to watch it. And then I like, there's nothing not to like in here. And that Bruce Lee impersonator is fucking great.
0: Which he's only in, like, one scene from what It doesn't
1: did. matter. I
0: No, that's what I'm saying. That doesn't matter. But apparently it is a big, like, comedy sequence when it happens, too. So I can't wait to see that. But then um,
2: anything about that, London, on your side? Okay. Um, like I said, I'm just... I kind of want... I want Tarantino <laughs> I just, Okay. Here's the thing. Like, I, I just want him to move on. <laughs> like, See, I feel like this is him moving on. What do you mean story? moving on? Always ref- like the... It's always a compilation of other old stuff. That's like, every that's, every that's, movie he like wanted to do a movie. That's his movie. That's it's like such light. a that... good director. I'm like, can you tell a different story? It's like.
0: <laughs> but I feel like this is a different story from him. Like the last three movies he's been doing are like weird, violent revenge fantasies, and I but feel you like just this said one... it was like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> But that's not a violent uh, revenge fantasy. Like, when I say that, I think, like, Django, Inglorious Bastards, you know, uh, Hateful Eight was slightly
1: different. Hateful Eight thought a revenge movie. No, but it had a lot of the same, like,
0: stylistic touches, like, the crazy, over-the-top, bloody violence, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, listen. I'll start going. I'm just saying, like, I mean, when I say Pulp Fiction, I say that that's probably a good thing, that it means it will, like, from what I hear, it's probably the most toned-down film in terms of, like, crazy stylistic touches and, like, intense
2: violence and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, there still is going to be that stuff, but as long as it's in the third act, doesn't turn into a big shootout, then I'm like, okay. It will. (laughs) It's literally going to turn into that. I don't
0: know what the third act is because I've been avoiding spoilers like crazy, but it's very possible. (laughs) It might.
1: There you go. We have enough clues. Manson, the 60s, and it's a weird third act that comes out of nowhere. It's it's
3: it's
2: going to be be Bruce Lee versus Charles Manson. They're going to have a. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. Again, why is that a
2: bad thing? That'd be amazing.
1: (laughs) If they had a if they had a fucking alternate death for Hitler in a fucking random movie studio with a bunch of people shooting at him to death, Bruce Lee could fight Charles Manson and win.
0: <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. That movie's coming out next week, so we'll see soon enough if it actually is Oscar worthy or not. Uh, but yeah, so I just want to go through in just a couple films that each of us are looking forward to by the end of the year. Now, I know Alan, uh, when, I, when he asked to be on this podcast, I gave him this giant freaking list of all the stuff coming out this year. So I'm very curious if anything, like from your research or your, or your like, you know, whatever kind of thing, if anything stood out as like, oh, I think I might want to see this.
1: Uh, right away Ford vs Ferrari it has Matt Damon Christian Bale has a a bunch of incredible actors I love watching this stuff but honestly I've always liked these uh, because the current war is almost doing something similar where it's like we're getting these historical figures to compete against each other and this reminds me a lot of Rush and I fucking love the hell out of Rush so I'm like I know it's not the exact same kind of movie but like this, this historical competition between people tends to bring out the best in actors. Oh, so yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm so curious. I'm like, is this going to be good or is this going to be a bunch of call outs? Because, like, that scene when that dude's like, yeah, I can handle any car and Daniel shits himself while he's going in that fucking <laughs> really fast car. I'm like, I want to fucking see that. That to me is like, I, I'm counting the days plus. Well, that and movie.
0: that's the thing that apparently, you know, because Disney bought this from Fox with the Fox deal, and apparently yeah. they're super freaking confident in this that they're actually putting it in November during that prime, like, Oscar season of releases.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah,
0: I and mean, it's got a lot of stuff working in his favor. One, it's James Mangold directing. The guy did Logan, so, you know, okay. he, he's okay. made good movies. Like, he hasn't sure. made one quite like this, but he's done some really good work in the past. Um, and then you got Matt Damon and Christian Bales. They're not actually playing Ford or Ferrari, because they were much older by this period. They're playing oh, yeah, um, Carroll Shelby and Ken Miles, two of the main people, like, working for Ford and Ferrari, respectively, so... Actually, no. I think I think they're both working for the same company in this one. Maybe.
1: Well, either way, the, yeah. they're they're in the movie, and I can't wait because again, like after uh, Matt Damon won't be back with uh, what was that fucking movie, The Martian, and I've always liked Christian Bale, especially in Vice. Like that fucking movie is incredible. So it's like I just want to see another one of
2: these.
0: Yeah, no, it looks promising. Absolutely, uh, London. Have you thought, see, seen anything about this one or thought about it?
2: You know, uh, yeah, I saw the trailer for it, and and I was it was curious because like you know because the title seems so innocuous. It sounds more like a documentary, but. Looking at it, I was like, I'm kind of, I'm just curious because they have these two big names. Like, because it seems like the story itself is somewhat interesting, you know. But it just having those two actors there, I'm like, okay, this 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 might be something, you know, something that's gonna take something that seems like an innocuous event that passed but kind of elevated past to what it, what you think it would be. Because it's just, well, it was the um, what the, because f- like just the, the idea that Ford racing a Ferrari, it's like. You know, we all know about cars now. It's like, eh, you know, Ford.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was
2: a big deal at the time, to be fair. I, I know, but that's that, what I mean. Uh, man, <laughs> what, is,
1: what is that supposed to be? Yeah, Pearl Harbor, man, that happened like so long ago. <laughs> We don't have to see that
2: movie. Who cares okay. about the battle of what is a <laughs> <laughs> One revolves out in the death of many people, another one is racing a car. The like, <laughs> <got
1: it. Okay. laughs> Yes, but that also resulted in the death of many people. Wait, what was that well, okay? Rocket Man just came out. Yeah, it's just a musician movie. <laughs> who cares?
2: Yes, a musician whose music has inspired many people around the world oh, and always
1: yeah, not inspired a single person who what cares car do you about drive four. They don't even know who
2: they what are. What car do you drive?
1: I don't drive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well there you go. The point is moot. What does that mean? I was supposed to out the John.
1: <laughs> but
2: anyway, I'm not I'm just okay.
1: Back to the
0: point. Anyways, yeah, so no, I think I the performance cu- is going to elevate
2: the material. That's what
0: I think. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I agree. I, I'm excited because there's a lot of good actors behind this, too. Like John Bernthal's in this, Tracy Letts, Katr- uh, Katrina Balfa, Noah yeah. Um You know, there's there, there's some good people involved in the cast here, and it's an interesting premise that I'm like, okay, if Disney, if this is one of those films that Disney decided, eh, we're not going to cancel this one, clearly there's something the page has to pay attention to about it. Because, so. yeah. I mean, the way they put a lot of other movies to the shopping blog, just like, yeah, you, you, and you, we don't want you anymore.
1: And then they keep you immune for some fucking reason.
0: Well, I mean, that's the Marvel brand, so they kind of, you know, they they know where the money is. is. Mm Yeah. But, anyways, um, Um, London, what's one that is catching your attention?
2: Okay. um, I hope you guys heard of this. Uh, Is it, let me see, actually, I'm trying to, because I'm look. I almost forgot the title. No,
0: I've never heard of that. What is it about?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, Official Secrets.
0: We actually saw that and we reviewed it. Oh, you did? Yep, oh, me and Alan both watched it, so... Oh,
2: God damn it! Oh, <laughs> Sorry! Damn you. I need to pay more attention. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, well, so yeah.
0: that one, the review hasn't come out yet, that's why they asked us to hold off on it for a little bit, so... Okay, damn, well... Yeah, yeah no. so don't worry. So, <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about that still, or do you want to talk about something else? <laughs>
1: they, they gave it to us three months in advance and asked to hold on?
0: Well, so, it, it technically comes out at the end of August,
1: so... Okay, well... Okay. Yeah, okay. sometimes well, they, kinda, they ask okay. me to review early Okay, then that's
2: not my fault, then. <laughs> It didn't come out. I didn't
0: know. No, oh. no, no. I, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying we already did review it.
2: Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. But anyways, yeah. But uh, besides, I'm actually I'm kind of looking forward to it because I think that's an interesting that, – it's, it's an interesting bit of history. Aha,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, are you, Are you sure? Are you sure it's, it's okay for you? Uh, it, 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 just, it passes
2: my test. Okay. It was just yeah. about yeah. the Iraq war. <laughs> Who cares
0: about that? It was just a little war. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> nothing even
2: happened. Yeah. So, it's I, over
0: now. Jeez. <laughs>
2: You know of course I like Cura Knightly. And um like I said, I just think that it's the fact that it, it did well this is this is something where this is a important piece of history that I don't think was shine enough light on because it's kind of with the whole news cycle and everything else, it, it gets confusing. So this is something like, okay, this can kinda introduce the idea a little bit more to people and to, you know, that can be like, okay, this is this is what happened, this is kinda what got flooded and pushed down, so like I said I, I just I like the message of the movie I, I like the message what I see from the trailer and two I just think that you know I, I'm pretty sure the, the performances are going to be good especially from Kieran. Knightley so that's, what, I'm, that's yeah. what I was looking forward to so I won't say much other
0: than that you know I, I don't want to spoil my thoughts on the review for this one yeah. no <laughs> so, I, I get you I, get you. I get you. yeah yeah
1: yeah I'll do the complete opposite so here's the entire movie play that <laughs> 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 this is, turn to, this not is not turn about turning this is turning to terror people
2: we're all turning on each
0: other <laughs> no no no, that's how it's always been. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, so definitely uh, I'll see what's happening with that. But anyways, um, now kind of on the heels of that one, something that I feel like is actually going to be one of the bigger contenders for um, uh, related topics is this movie, The Report.
2: Now, have you heard about this one? Yeah, that one, yeah, that's the one with uh, Miles, uh, what's that, not Miles, I keep
0: saying Miles, Adam Driver, right? Name. He's not my um, uh what's his name? Uh, um Miles, Teller. He's okay, not that Miles is, Teller. I know
2: I did that on another review. Miles I was like Teller and don't don't look
1: anything alike. They don't look or sound to. alike. At For all. For some
2: all. reason in my brain Miles and Driver just goes together. I don't know why it's like <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, turning into I, a name in my brain. I don't know why it keeps happening. <laughs> Miles you Driver and Adam a, Teller. There you yeah, go. Exactly.
1: You must have a tough time with Tails then from the Sonic <laughs> series. <laughs>
0: But anyways, um, this one, again, I can't guarantee it's going to actually make a big splash because, one, it's being released by Amazon Studios, and they have a very back-and-forth track record. But (laughs) now this uh, premiered at Sundance, and it was a huge hit when it came out there. Uh, Basically, it's all about the stuff going on with investigative reporters and as such, um, and specifically the Senate Intelligence Committee investigating accusations of torture by the CIA following the 9-11 attacks. So it's okay. one of those big, like you know, gripping docudramas about the ethics of torture and the morality choices behind it, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how
1: it doesn't actually work. Exactly.
0: No, often. that's true. It's true. That's the thing. Torture—the biggest problem with that—is that people will just tell you whatever they want to make you stop torturing them.
1: So yeah. Yeah. usually, to go fuck yourself and shove it up your ass. But yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's the pro- and that's why it doesn't really work. But um, the big people behind it here are Adam Driver, Annette Bening, John Hamm, Jennifer Morrison, Tim Blake Nelson, Ben McKenzie. There's a huge freaking... Uh, Dexter's in this. Michael C. Hall, so...
1: Oh, God. I was about to say, John Hamm, you got me sold. Oh, God. He, Michael C. Hall's in it, I'm out.
0: But Michael C. Hall's a great actor, it's just... You know, it's Dexter, so, you know. Yeah,
1: or also, you never saw Gamer. He's done more than those films. Not that,
0: I know, but it sucked. Oh, I don't know, gamer, gamer sucked, I agree. But, but it. also, yeah, the person it. who's directing and writing this is got uh, Scott Z. Burns, who's one of those notable, like, I think he used to be a reporter before he became a writer, but he's worked with a bunch of Steven Soderbergh films, uh, he helped produce An Inconvenient Truth. Uh, let's see. What else did he did? Um, he's currently on the team rewriting Bond 25, so good luck.
1: <laughs> but Oh, God. Rewriting it? Great. Well, because, I
0: mean, he was hired a while back for that anyways. But also, funny thing is he actually did write a movie that we reviewed, London, uh, The Mercy with um, Colin Firth. <laughs> I I blame the director on that one because it doesn't feel like Scott C. Byrne's other films. But yeah, yeah. so we'll see what happens. It's a big baity topic, so it's one that's definitely going to turn heads when it releases. Kind
2: of thing. You know, because it's, in, it's interesting because it should be. If I don't know if the character the per like a lot of people who the, who are controversial from that air, administration are actually still around. So <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean that's politicians. Well, I and mean, that's the thing with doing like these. Too, not too soon, but very soon kind of movies kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, this only happened what? Like, I think this is coming from a committee that began, like, 18 years ago kind of thing, and a lot of those people are still around, so.
2: Well, they're going to bring light to it. Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, fuck it, it's, it's, it's real. I mean, it's, it's new. <laughs> Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, gonna...
0: is real life too much of a spoiler for people? Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, like...
1: <laughs> yes, as I, it is, because you have to not, just because it happened doesn't mean everyone
2: knows about it. <laughs> well, uh, people sorry. should know about it. <laughs> But they book, why they people. make these
1: movies. <laughs> I had this fight with Justin like two weeks ago. <laughs> That's why these movies exist.
2: <laughs> okay, since you're so, so adamant. I won't spoil the fact that certain things happened in, during that, that uh, CIA investigation. I mean, there Thank was, you. that event that was very <laughs> controversial. How about that? Thank you. There I, you, you, you there, I don't know the
0: details about that, so I can't spoil it for you. There you go. Happy? I,
2: well, I do, but I choose not <laughs> no, to. No, no, not there you, you, Alan. Go. I was
1: just <laughs> oh, uh, don't worry. I'm <laughs> sure you'll do it halfway through the review.
0: <laughs> I will edit out that part from the official secrets. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, Alan, then on that note, why don't you tell us a movie that you're also looking forward to at the end of the, by the end of the year?
1: Uh. As much as that's going to be crazy, I don't know what the fuck Ad Astra is. I don't oh, know where it came from, but okay. fuck it, I'm in.
0: So, okay, so there's two trailers that are uh, – one just came out this week for it, another one. But uh, oh, Okay,
1: I don't think I saw the most recent one. Okay, it's, it's, it's,
0: it looks promising, like an like, interesting idea. So basically it's following Brad Pitt's character. He's the main actor in this one. And yeah. uh, basically he's involved with this incident that happens early on in the film. But then there's also an incident where apparently his father, being played by Tom Lee Jones, goes missing in space. And he has to go out and look for him so okay hmm. yeah because apparently there's an experiment that was performed on some other thing that threatens the safety of the solar system the stability of space
1: yeah 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 which is stupid as fuck but it's, I'm it's, it's a to sci-fi what the movie you know but no, apparently, just because it's sci-fi doesn't mean they can't you know put the science part of that fucking word and actually make it the work.
0: big thing about this movie is they are really trying to promote it as like a big gravity-like vehicle because they're trying to say like oh it it's gonna be like- the most realistic depiction of space travel ever put to film but with a, <laughs> with a story about an experiment threatening the solar system. So.
1: Oh, my God. It's just going to be Brad Pitt in a chair for three hours just sitting. Where are we? We just passed the moon, sir. Fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, this was another movie that Disney did not ax because it was pretty much done by that point, too. So I was like, yeah. okay, they're putting it in September, so they're kind of, like, testing the waters with it. We're like, maybe it'll get some people's attention. Um, but the guy who directed the movie too, he's got a back and forth career. It's uh, James Gray. Um, previously, he did that film, The Lost City of Z. He did The Immigrant. He did uh, what was the other one? He did Oh Two Lovers. We Own the Night. You know, he's, he's Oh We Own the Night. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's a director with skill, but he hasn't had like a huge like everybody better go see this hit really on his land. So it's like yeah, this maybe this is one that'll get people's heads to turn. Just like oh, big giant space movie that Brad Pitt's headlining. Sure, I'm curious. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's just one of those things where me, I saw it, I was just like, you know what, this could either be really good or dreadfully all, and. I have no idea which one it is, because again, I love The Fucking Martian, and that to me is, if you to me, the most realistic uh, science fiction movie I've ever seen, that is 100% it, because everything in there, because, I mean, it's near future, so they're going to get away with it, but every single thing they do in there, every single thing they talk to is 100% realistic. I'm like, Well, and that's because, um,
0: what's his name? The guy who wrote The Martian actually, like, crowdsourced with other scientists to ask, okay, if we're in the situation in this chapter, what would this character need to do to do this thing here? And apparently...
1: Did- they researched the heck out of that role. I'm did thinking, you hear that, Hollywood? Did you hear that? That's how, that's how you do a fucking movie in space. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Annihilation. Yeah, I'm looking at you, fucking Cloverfield Paradox and, and uh, Alien 3. <laughs>
0: Gosh. Anyways, uh, also in this movie is Ruth Naga, Liv Tyler, Donald Sutherland, uh, Jamie Kennedy, of all people, which I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. Um, it's being shot, too, by the guy who did Interstellar, Hoyt Van Hoytema. So that's, okay, okay, so got, at
1: least it'll look pretty.
0: Oh yeah, no, I would recommend you go check out both the trailers. They both really yeah, sell like, the, the tone of it. But uh, London, any thoughts about this one?
2: Um, so is it gonna be what Brad Pitt was and, and like? So it's gonna be Martian, except we're not gonna be on a planet. So that was going on?
1: It <laughs> looks like it's more interstellar than the
2: Mar- like. It's interstellar yeah. crossed with gravity kind of thing.
0: Yeah,
1: it? it feels like because they're looking for someone, Tommy Lee Jones, which. You know, uh, I, I love Tommy Lee Jones, and he's a an incredible actor. Yeah, I don't think he'd waste so much time. He's just gonna be mad. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell are you here? We're here to save you. You That's couldn't have waited 20 minutes, I was sleeping. <laughs> it took you long enough. <laughs> no. I still
0: love that meme of Tommy Jones' face where it just says, I had fun once. It was awful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what he looks like. He's always in a constant state if I want to punch someone.
0: Th- I mean, Tommy Jones, it seems like he's a very nice dude, so I don't want to judge him I'm too sure. harshly to uh, that.
2: You know what's funny, actually? I want to make a joke about that. because <laughs> Remember that one, at the one um, Oscar uh, okay. night when... Uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane hosted. Oh right, yeah. He one. said, "My one, my one job is I want to make Tommy Lee Jones laugh." <laughs> and and then, a literally, look the next second
1: they cut to Tommy Jones smiling, so. Oh no, Seth MacFarlane made someone laugh. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably the best laugh he got all night. So. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that was honestly because he sucks. He does. I agree. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, agree on something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyways, London, why don't you give us another movie you're looking forward to?
2: um honestly that's really it but uh, no <laughs> <laughs> actually something i'm looking forward to but i just it's tough for me to see because i haven't i'm, I'm kind of I'm afraid of uh K- korean films as parasite
0: i am super excited about this film, so. i'm just like
1: so is this based on the anime or is this something
0: completely different no this is um an original movie done by the guy who did snowpiercer bong joon ho really see, yeah. i love and i love snowpiercer
1: Oh, so it's such a good fucking movie. And apparently, like, almost ignores a lot of the shit in the books, which is great. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, so, uh, yeah, tell us about this one, man. No, it's just like, first, you know, it, it's a comedy-drama thriller. Th- now, that's a weird combination. Yeah, and also, <laughs> and, um, if you look not. at the just trailers, the they will tell you like, jack about the plot. The, so. Oh, God. I guess like I'm just, I'm, it, it's really, it seems like, because it seems, it, it starts off like kind of innocuous, like, oh, it seems like, oh, it seems like it's not kind of cool, whatever. But then it gets more and more intense. I like, guess like when I saw the trailer, and I was like, uh, "Like, I'm I'm curious, and I love this director, I'm just scared to see it. <laughs> because Korean films, as I, just from my experience, when they get intense, they get intense." Oh yeah, so I mean just this one is pretty intense it. apparently. Because um, you
0: know it, when I say Snowpiercer, he also did The Host. You know, not the no? not the oh, Steffi oh, Meyer one, not but not the re- yeah, I was about to say, I was like, wait, what? No, the, the monster movie, The Host. Um, Uh-oh. but then he also did Oakja yeah, cool. and he did a couple other, like, really dark Korean films. But oh, basically, okay. I mean, for what it sounds like, it's oh. kind of one of those, like, veiled metaphors of, like, class struggles within Korea. But yeah. I'm not going to try to read the synopsis, because somebody literally wrote out the entire plot on Wikipedia, so I'm like, nope, not reading it. Oh, it's probably <laughs> that been serious. out, or... Yeah. Well, because it won the Palm Dior at Cannes, so somebody who went oh, to Cannes yeah. clearly saw it and said, I'm just going to write down the entire plot description. And I think it's actually already out in Korea, because it's a huge yeah. hit already by that point. Mm. But... Yeah, so now it's going to make its American debut, uh, I think, in October, I believe. So,
3: hmm.
0: But, yeah, I mean, that one has a very big shot of definitely at least being acknowledged for a foreign film. But, you know, yeah. we'll see what happens, kind of thing.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm, that's what I'm pretty sure is going to be. It's just that, like I said, I'm just I'm curious. I'm like, it's, it's just, God, it's so t- Like, I, I like this director. But, like I said, every time, every time I take a, I see a Korean film, I'm like, okay, don't give me nightmares, don't give me nightmares, don't give me nightmares. <laughs> And night. they give you nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Like god damn it. <laughs> well, I even on that saw note, like two animated films, like The Fake and The King of Pigs and that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I was like god damn. <laughs> well, thankfully I did have nightmares
0: when we watched that one the um the the cop the gangster and the crim and the killer or whatever that one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that was yeah, that mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Not great, good. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the one I'm actually looking forward to, speaking of stuff that giving you nightmares, I'm really excited to hear about the new film from Robert Eggers, The Lighthouse. Uh, now, This is the guy oh, who yeah. did The Witch, uh, if you remember that film. Oh
1: wait, the witch it. or the vavitch? The, the Vitch.
0: There we go. Yes, the, the, the Uh It sounds like somebody doing a stuttered. Like it's the vavitch. I'd like
1: to point out that v, the W is spelled with two V's, so that's not as weird as it looks. No, that's the thing. Like the witch, the big credit about that, it's
0: very like trying to be accurate to the time and period and mood of uh, of that of that era. So that that okay. I mean that makes sense why they're spelled like that. But anyways, this is interesting because it came out in cans also and got just just lauded with praise for its technical aspects, uh, for its direction, and for its performances, which... I know Alan will watch it now because Robert Pattinson's one of the lead actors in it, so...
1: Oh, that movie no longer exists to me. But he, what? what?
0: <laughs> you and your close-minded behavior with this stuff, what? man! Like,
1: yeah, well, it stops people are watching a lot of Seth MacFarlane products, and apparently that's worked out for me! <laughs> Jeez. But,
0: it's being distributed by A24, and Willem Dafoe is the other actor in it, too, so that's
1: really cool. But, okay. We got some charisma. In it, got it. <laughs> this is why. I was so, like, "Why are you? Why are you here?" <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. William Defoe's not charismatic. Got it. <laughs> anyway, but
0: it actually sounds really cool. It's basically one of those kind of like psychological horror films set within a, a lighthouse in like the 1920s. I want to say pretty much. Um, it's very much like this movie. Um, oh, what's it called "The Vanishing" that I reviewed earlier this year, which I loved oh. a lot too. But sure. it's basically that, but much more arty, much more scary in comparison. Oh. So, uh, but yeah, it's pretty much, it's got the same style as The Witch, or sorry, The <laughs> um, uh It's got great performances. Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are both like, oh, we should merit them for Oscar consideration. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I think too, it's part of that new trend of Movies coming out from foreign directors or indie directors that is all shot in black and white on a um, square one by one ratio as well.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: well, sorry, four by three, four by three. But that seems to be the thing that like there's like three or four other movies coming out this year with that ratio to it. So like, I guess that's just a trend now since Cold War, The Artist, uh, and, you know, a couple other ones too. But everyone's in love with old movies. So, are there any other films from you guys that you want to talk about? Because my other idea would be to run through a list of a few other things just to keep people aware of them. But what's the ones that you guys want to talk about if you have any? Oh,
2: uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, sorry. Go on. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. How about the uh, uh, Mike and J. Re- movie reboot? <laughs> uh,
0: you mean Jay and Silent Bob reboot? <laughs> Jay and no. Silent Bob.
3: That's <laughs> no, that trailer the sucked
0: movie. balls. I'm sorry. That's... I'm sorry. It just it came out recently. It's just like, what the hell is? This? <laughs> I I don't get why Kevin like apparently every like Kevin Smith must be the nicest guy in the world cuz yeah. everybody wants to be in his films. I don't get it.
1: Mm. I have no idea. He's been trying his like he's been doing a lot of television with CW for the last like I want to say year, and he's been doing pretty good at it. So maybe he just got enough clout with that to actually make his movie again. Yeah, no, that's the thing because he's getting Melissa Benoit a cameo in that one too. So that—that's how you pronounce her name? Well, actually, it's also you, so I should probably look up the pronunciation. I, okay, so I'm terrible at those.
0: I'm just going by. I'm assuming it's French because you know when, it's Benoit. Benoit. No, <laughs> no, 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 fuck,
1: no, no. There's gonna be a lot of respect. I've heard Benoit, married, but you know. I don't
0: know if that's right. right,
1: right. So, anyways,
0: um, but yeah, so. <laughs> Do you
1: have a serious answer instead? or do you... No, no, I, I don't. <laughs> okay, Alan, what about you then? Is there any other ones? Uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but man, I want to see Cats now. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's being released the same day as Star Wars. Like, what crackhead at it came up with that
2: one? Wait, are you sure? For all those people who don't like dude, big giant space the new Star Wars movie, yeah.
1: I think it's like the 19th or the 20th, and both Cats and Star Wars are coming out in that time period.
2: Oh, my gosh. Wow,
1: that's a... Yeah, I know. Star Wars is going to bomb tremendously, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's going to see that movie. They're all about that cats. (laughs) The special effects are
1: amazing (laughs) for cats. But the thing about it, it's like, yeah, this movie, I feel like they've been trying to do this forever. Because I've been hearing they're trying to make a cats movie for like, I want to say almost a decade at this point. They managed to get a lot of, like, as much as I hate them, actual singers and a bunch of other comedians. So I'm like... What the fuck is this gonna be? And because Jason the in this too. So. Oh yeah, which almost makes me want to not see the movie. But <laughs> hey, uh, but the, the weird proportions where I can't tell if these cats are two feet tall or eight. It's going to be amazing to see in the big screen, because that's going to make it even fucking worse. And I'm just curious if there's going to be a plot. Is this going to be just as bad and nonsensical as Rent? Or is there actually going to be something going on? So there
0: isn't really a plot to Cats. Basically, because Cats is adapted from a collection of T.S. Eliot poems. And it's more like one of those kind of mood pieces, where it's a bunch of short stories all set to song. And then there's kind of like a loose thread of a plot that drives it all together kind of thing.
1: Ah, so this will be just like Rent. Got it. (laughs) <laughs>
0: rent has actually more plot than Cats. Does it, though. though? Yes. Like, there is no, a plot doesn't. to Rent. It's not a good plot, but there is a plot
1: to I rent. don't think there's really a plot to Rent except for the two times they go to a protest and just keep yelling moo a bunch of times.
0: Uh, p- that sequence made me want to gag.
1: I honestly, if I wasn't watching it with friends, I would have left. to yeah. just turned the movie. That was off. A,
0: an old girlfriend of mine made me watch that. I'm just like, I don't get the, the like. I mean, to be me fair, there's a fan, reason that's old. Girlfriend. Even yeah. fa- even <laughs> fans of the of the musical hate the movie, so that's another thing. But yeah, I I don't know. I just I know everybody else, everyone in the world has looked at this trailer and said, "Oh my gosh, the CG is bizarre." Like I get yeah. what they're trying to do. They don't want to spend like hours in the makeup chair, but. I don't know if this is a better alternative doing this weird CG overlay on top of everybody because it's distracting,
1: like beyond belief. I I'm not that distracted by that because I mean, it, it to me it's just it's whatever. Like I'm kind of used to it when I see you know superhero movies i 'm just more of the proportions because there's time where they look like they 're regular human size, but then when they 're next to anything like a table or a chair, they look like they 're two feet tall Small. they 're like supposed a... to look small that 's the whole thing is that the aesthetic but is they, they... don 't though that 's a the thing they they look big and then they look small as the scene needs them to be
0: yeah i mean again it 's a fantasy cats is a very abstract play in a lot of ways too, but I will say this that I personally really like the music from Cats a lot. There's a lot of great songs. So if they're getting actual singers to sing this stuff, then good. See if they can actually do something good with this material, you know?
1: Well, they've already nailed the head on the knot. For that one. You know, well, I mean, they also got some
0: weird casting choices. Like, seriously, you're gonna get Rebel Wilson to play a Rebel Wilson type, but in cats, so
1: Well, they want her for star power because a lot of people Ian
0: McKellen's in this
1: And Judy Dench, believe and it. Or Judy
0: not. Dench, and Judy Dentch And Jennifer Hudson, a bunch of Oscar nominees and Oscar winners
1: in this movie.
0: And and also Taylor Swift. Ugh.
1: Well they wouldn't let Ian McKellen be in the the Picard movie, so this is, this is like revenge for He's it. not even
0: in Star Trek, man. Come on.
1: I don't care. Ian McKellen <laughs> and Patrick Stewart need to be in every movie together and every show together. We'll just
0: throw in Ian McKellen as just some dude who's also as in Picard. Data.
1: Screw it. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> Which, well, thinking well, of the trailer for Picard, just came out today, and Data, Data is clearly not holding up very well <laughs> in yeah. his new makeup. Is this
1: is a is that a prequel or a sequel? No, it's a sequel. <laughs> it's set
0: after after Next Generation. So
1: okay, I don't know why I heard it was a prequel I'm like this. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs>
0: I think if you go by the timeline, just from what I've heard, is that it's technically set. After um, Spock gets sucked into the verse, so... Okay. Yeah, to explain like the 30-year 30 or, 30 or so gap between those series. But um, anything, any thoughts on Cats,
2: London, before we move on? You know, I'm going to be curious if there's any headlines about people bringing their cats to the theater. I'm sure... Sh- I, I am gonna. That, I, I that, can't wait for the That's m- the most
1: controversial thing that happened because of this movie. I'm fine with it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I can't wait for the memes. Seriously, there's already a bunch out. Like uh, my wife Lexi, she posted this one meme about like ancient medieval cat drawings that make them look like like nasty demon monsters. Pretty much, it's like oh, they drew inspiration
1: from that more than anything. But, oh, that uh, uh, what was it? The, the Catwoman movie with. <laughs> pretty- <laughs> I wanna see that and it's like they're trying so hard at the start of the movie, like yeah cats are everywhere.
0: <laughs> cats cats are everywhere, they could be even in your house. Exactly. <laughs> but anyways, um so if no one else has any other like highlight moments they want to talk about, I can just run through a list of some movies that everyone should be at least aware of coming out this year. If you really like like arty big serious movies, there's a lot of really good stuff coming out, or at least very promising stuff coming out. So, um, one I wanted to start with was another Cannes release, which is Pain and
2: Glory. Now, are either you familiar with Pedro Almodovar?
3: Nope.
2: Um, I know his name. I, I, I've i never seen any of his movies, but I know he's fans for, like, making these really messed up type of stories.
0: Where... Yeah, so
2: he's one of Spain's most famous
0: filmmakers. Uh, he yeah. did Talk to Her. Uh, he did Volver. He did... A lot of big, you know, really well-regarded... Especially very feminist movies. Like, he's a very big, like, female lead character. Especially any pretty much anything with Penelope Cruz, he directs it. So,
2: he okay. um, do I Live Yes, he
0: did. The Skin I Live In. That's the least Pedro Maldivar film ever. And yet, it's also just as messed up as a lot of his other films.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so this is his new film, which is his first one in a while. Because the last thing he did was... Uh, Julietta in 2016, and there's one called uh, I'm So Excited, which bombed tremendously, because it was just apparently freaking (laughs) awful. I guess no one was excited. Nope. (laughs) I saw the trailer for two, I'm like, wait, this is done by the same Oscar-winning director as these films <laughs> kind of thing. But this one's interesting because it's Antonio Banderas in the lead role of all people. And not only that, he won the Best Actor Prize at Cannes for this movie because apparently this is, like, his very best performance. So... Oh, yeah. uh, but basically, it's a very loose interpretation of the life of Pedro Maldivar from his perspective, going like, yeah... It, it's him looking back at his career and saying, yeah, these things did well, these things did badly, this is how my childhood was. And it's a very, like, abstract you know, fictional interpretation of his life. So, I'm curious, it's gotten rave reviews so far. So, I'm really, I just want to see what it's like. Um, another movie that just came up, at popped on my radar, is a movie called The Aeronauts. Which, oh boy, your favorite people in the world, Alan. They got Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones re from the Theory of Everything for this film. So.
1: Hello? Hello, Alan. Sorry, I must have accidentally fucked my. Wife. Anyway, <laughs> I have no real. That's weird. I have no real opinion on Felicity Jones because I've never really seen anything that gives me an opinion on. Because like Rogue One, I mean, she was all right, but she was like, she was the least like interesting character there. But I fucking hate Eddie Redmayne. You know I, I don't understand why anyone likes Eddie Redmayne. You know I, I
0: think he's a good actor. He's just got a very distinct style to his acting,
1: kind of thing. You've never seen Jupiter Ascending, then? I,
0: I did. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not one of his good performances. A fucking awful ass piece. He was awful in that movie, but uh, he's been good in other movies. But basically, it's this one based on a real story about this pilot named Amelia Wren and then a scientist named James Glacier who find themselves in an epic flight for survival during a hot air balloon travel. So it's
1: one of those like. That sounds hilariously boring. (laughs) Epic (laughs) hot air balloon. Are you fucking.
0: Who wrote this fucking book? To be fair, if you're stuck in a hot air balloon with no way to land or travel or that kind of stuff, it can be pretty dangerous. You're in a balloon. Yeah, and
1: what if it deflates? What if it deflates and you plummet down to the ground? Uh, have you ever seen... Okay, oh, Jesus Christ. If in Short of you getting shot at by a cannon, if the hole ends up in a hot air balloon, you will descend slowly into the ground. You'll most likely be fine. That doesn't really happen unless you fucking hit a tree. And even then, you'll be fine. Anyways... (laughs) Okay.
0: shit. Um, but yeah, so there's there's a bunch of stuff surrounded around this one. I don't know if it actually is fully a thriller. It's a it's a biographical film more or less, so, you know, kind of thing. It's an adventure. Uh, but anyways, uh, also stuff that's coming out this year, there's uh, – I'll just go through a couple of the notable ones here. Now, I don't know if this movie's actually going to make it through the end of this year, but Irishman is oh. one of the biggest ones coming out. So Yes.
1: Is that a, is that a Netflix movie? With, uh, yes. So that's with the hero? one that Netflix is yeah.
0: definitely going to promote for Oscar consideration this year. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because it's Hopefully, freaking Martin yeah. Scorsese. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's better than uh, – what the fuck was that thing called? Uh, Gaudy that the Amazon did. Well,
0: I mean, anything will be better than Gaudy. Wait, 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 wait. Also, it wasn't Amazon. That was a um, MoviePass. That's yeah.
2: oh yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, don't, 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 don't throw on Amazon. Don't put that evil on Amazon. <laughs>
0: don't you put that Watch on me, there. actually. But, um, <laughs> but this sounds interesting. Now, the biggest thing that you know, one, nobody's seen a trailer or a clip or a photo from this because they're still trying to perfect that weird de aging technology they're using for this film. Where hmm. literally, they're going to find a way to put Robert De Niro, uh, Al Pacino. Harvey Keitel and Joe Pesci to make them look
1: like 30-year-olds at the beginning of the film. Beginning? Okay. Well, I mean, if it's only for a little bit, then it's, like, it makes sense. Well, no,
0: that's a good chunk of the movie. Like, it's not just, like, a few minutes. Oh, is it? It's, like, like 30, 40, 50, maybe an hour of the movie is them younger, so.
1: Okay, that's probably why, because, like, usually when the Marvel movies do it, it's, like five minutes yeah no you know. scorsese is committed to this to the point
0: that this is the most expensive uh, movie that he's made and the most expensive movie in netflix history because it's cost already 200 million dollars for this film
1: oh, oh no crap. not again don't you learn your lesson nope well because movies thing, like, tend to suck well because that's the
0: that thing like they've they've gotten some clout because i mean the only one that really stood out for them was roma which came out last year which was really good i thought so
1: did Adam did uh, Adam Sandler that popular on Netflix? Because like I feel like ever since uh, Adam Sandler the movies
0: there, are huge hits for Netflix. As I dumb know as they that's are.
1: what I'm saying. Like, is that is that why they're thinking they can make their money back on 200 million dollars? Like, did they not learn about Marco Polo?
0: I mean, they have money to burn. They're one of the biggest so, companies in the world for media. So.
1: Yet they'll cancel uh, American Vandal. I, that's a thing with viewership
0: too. But yeah, no, I agree. That's. They're willing to invest a lot into shows, but then they've lately been a little bit too cancel happy. They just canceled. She's got to have it. They canceled American Vandal. Yeah. They canceled quite a few stuff lately. But I don't know. Do but I'm still excited so about
2: bright this. Too? Bright was no, Bright was a movie. It.
0: Damn <laughs> it, so bright. They're still doing it. Damn they're it. still
1: doing a second bright.
0: Oh, they are. Oh yeah, they are. That's right. Well, yeah. I mean, two third bright was a huge hit for them too. So uh,
1: damn it. Who the fuck's watching this? Uh, also, uh, Bird Box apparently was a huge hit too. There's,
0: you underestimate the fact that there's a lot of people who will watch a movie just because it's Sandra Bullock, Will Smith, or some actor are in it. So
1: and It's also on Netflix. I keep forgetting Fuller House is all okay. Well,
0: And also Netflix. Most A lot of people subscribe to Netflix, and when they see stuff, they don't want to look out for like the big arty stuff that we're looking for, or the big indie hits. They want to see something that they would see in the theaters at home. So, Most
2: of
1: these have been so that is, does anyone have any faith in Netflix movies anymore after like some of the bullshit they released after Annihilation? It's
0: only because they've had a few Oscar nominated films recently, and they always have that one or two big movies. They're like, okay, everything else, whatever, these are the movies we put all our time into, and Irishman is that one for them this year. So, uh,
1: okay, I, I hope it works out because if it doesn't, there's gonna be like whatever my currently favorite show is, it's gonna get canceled.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, we'll see. But any thoughts, London, before we move on for this one? Yeah, yeah, okay, Irishman. Is that the, is that the Tommy Green story? or something? No, so um, this is based on a book called I Heard You Paint Houses, and it's basically surrounding um, Frank Sheeran and Jimmy Hoffa. Like, it's all about, oh. like, you know, it's, it's a classic oh. crime movie kind of thing.
1: So. That's going to be great. Okay, this yeah, because,
2: no, I was thinking, because you, do you guys remember that one, uh, To Kill an Irishman?
0: I, I heard, no, um, Kill the Irishman. Isn't oh,
2: is it, ki- oh, it Kill the Irishman? Okay, yeah. Kill, yeah, that's, yeah, one, that's with, one with
0: um, James McAvoy in it.
2: Yeah, what's, I forgot, the punter, the old Punisher, uh, Ray Stevenson, Ray Stevenson. Oh,
0: right, right, he's in that too, yeah.
2: Yeah, he, he's, yeah, and I know because, like, that was, like, a big story, because that took place in Cleveland area, so I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> this is a big story here, so I thought, I thought this yeah. was, like, the same thing, so. No, okay, no, it, no, it is oh, a gangster
0: okay. movie, but it's a biograph about, you know, the main people surrounding the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa, essentially, so, um, De Niro's playing Sheeran, um, Al Pacino's playing Jimmy Hoffa, which is cool. And then Joe Pesci's coming out of retirement for this one. So that's pretty cool.
1: And then right back into it after this movie. So, wait,
0: Probably, just, I mean, okay. He's freaking old. He does, he, he, he's earned his retirement. I'm just saying.
2: So. Okay, I, I want to say this. is Martin Scorsese, has he done anything like this big budget? Okay, so this is his is highest budgeted film. Well, done? so this is
0: his most expensive movie. The last one was Wolf of Wall Street, which was $150 million.
2: So. Oh, that made it made. But, okay, oh, does he have a lot of experience, though, with special effects? Cause, oh, yeah, uh, he did Hugo. Oh, that's right. Okay.
0: Oh, that was him. Yeah, same director. So okay. he's, so he's, he's done scale, big yeah. scale movies. He ha- he's a master craftsman. It's just he's never done anything with this type of technology because I mean, yeah. to be fair, he never did 3D before Hugo, and he did 3D better than most 3D movies in that one. So.
1: And again, it's not like he's again he's not directing a Star Wars movie. He's doing a crime movie. He just happens to have more special effects than the average crime movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. And he's directed yeah. some of the most famous crime movies in history. When you think about like Goodfellas and that such. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, The Nut Job. Oh,
0: p- what? <laughs> 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 don't you don't you trip me up like that? <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> well, so also coming out this year is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Now, I'm sure you guys probably heard this one. This is the one with Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. So,
1: yes, yes. Uh, Did they release uh, Sandy? Sandy, and apparently releasing everything ever. <laughs> this I mean, if they just like released today. the trailer, It
0: must have just happened because I, I haven't heard about it. Uh, I oh, think it was yesterday. Uh, so let's yeah. get back here. Lexi, look that up me. use the, yeah.
1: the, the Mr. Rogers. Movie. <laughs> apparently they released some stuff but yeah no no because I'm curious because like they released an image like months ago about what he looked like and yes. it's like yeah okay you're pretty close but apparently they did release some more footage so it's like yeah no, I'm curious because I I'm, I'm Canadian so I never really grew up on Mr. Rogers just because we didn't really get a lot of that kind of television at least where I was so I'm just kind of curious to see what this is really going to be like. Because did they have a documentary come out like a couple months ago?
0: Uh, last year, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Won't You Be My Neighbor or something?
0: Yeah, which was fantastic. Uh, I right. mean, like, it wasn't my favorite film I saw last year because it is just a puff piece to Mr. Rogers. But it's a very good puff piece. Kind of thing. No, no. Oh,
2: yeah. I, like, I, I wish I had seen it like when we did our, our list because I would have put that on my list because I really liked um that uh won't you be my neighbor i think i think it was just a very emotional well put together documentary yeah. but we'll go into this i think that's i'm, I'm pretty sure this is probably why this got pushed more too because of the popularity of the documentary and i think that this is just like uh what do you call it um perfect casting because <laughs> they got the yeah, most I mean, charismatic really actor look, to he play look one like of mr rogers
0: <laughs> but he fits the role he, like, he fits yeah. the tone of it kind of thing yeah now Hopefully it's
1: better than that christopher robin one because i think this is also disney
0: Uh, So, yeah, it is being developed by – well, actually, no, it's Tristar, which I guess – are they technically owned by Disney? Oh, uh, no. Okay, so it's Tristar and and Sony.
1: Oh, okay. I was about to say, if they're not owned by them now, they will be soon. Yeah, but the
0: director behind this, too, is Mariel Heller, who did The Diary of a Teenage Girl, which is a very interesting and very creepy little movie, (laughs) honestly. Uh, But then she also did Can You Ever Forgive Me,
1: so that movie that you refuse to
0: watch. Well, wow. Never,
1: I will not forgive Melissa McCarthy. But well, can you forgive Meryl Heller? Who the director? I, I I don't have problems with directors unless there's but a you won't watch consists- their movie. <laughs> yeah, well, though no, who's the director that did Ghostbusters? I'll never forgive his ass. Paul oh, Feig. He Paul did a simple Feek? plan. Yeah,
0: uh, or a simple favor. That movie that came
1: out a couple years back too.
0: Yeah, that movie looked awful. Uh, apparently, everyone really loved it. But anyways, sorry, London. What were you gonna say? I interrupted.
2: <laughs> no, I was just like, wow. She jumped from like I'm I'm looking at uh, her career. Like, wow, Dire a Teenager to Can't Forgive Me to be, She really. uh Far in her career, and such. A... She's
0: kind of one of those up-and-coming female directors, and to be fair, after seeing the stuff she's directed, she's very good. So yeah, I don't. That's what you know, it's saying.
2: like
0: wow. <laughs> yeah, so she's got a lot of talent. So I'm really excited for that. But um, yeah, it's Tom Hanks, Matthew Reese is also in this, and Chris Cooper as well. And I mean, I'm sure I know exactly how this movie's going to play out because they're going to do all the major scenes, and they're going to probably do the climax with the big court case scene when you know he pleads to Congress to be able to help fund PBS. So
2: uh, the thing is, though, he looks kind of. Like, the the makeup, I'm looking at him, um, he looks pretty old, because in the, the court case scene, he was pretty young, Mr. Rogers was pretty young, or Fred Rogers was young when he did it.
1: Well, they'll probably so. age him down if they need to, because we don't know exactly what this movie says. Yeah, I mean, Mr.
0: Rogers always looked old, even when he was young, to be fair, but yeah, we'll see how they adapt that. It depends on what part of Mr. Rogers' life they're going to cover, unless it's just going to be a sweeping biopic, which I kind of hope not, honestly,
2: so. Yeah, I just, I, well, the only thing is, like, I'm, I'm curious as, like, what they're going to like how they're gonna portray him because it's like there's never been like really any controversy with Mr. There's Rogers. no
0: controversy, with Mr. Rogers. It's honestly, don't
1: make some up. He punched a child. <laughs>
0: He, They're he, just gonna fabricate t- an entire dramatic story. like he took, the he only took his, thing damn, right? they've done it. Before. <laughs> a the the only thing you can say <laughs> against him is that I mean, you know, he he kinda suffered from mild bits of depression in terms of the pressure to be a performer. But other than that, he didn't really have any skeletons in his closet whatsoever. So
2: I, I think well I did I feel like with the documentary, they didn't push that much into certain things that he did in his life. So I'm thinking they might be able to have something. Like the one where he stopped his show for a while to to, um, try to help people in prison. Yeah. I'm thinking there might be some good juice in that. You know, like, okay. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, again, he really
0: was just legitimately one of those guys who walked the walk. Like, he wasn't Mm -hmm. just some dude. He's like, no, he's a not only a pastor at a local christian church he's also a dude who honestly goes out and does service on a regular basis and helps people so yeah.
2: like i said this, know, I, yeah 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 I'm thinking also the Fox. Well, I don't know. This might be. I don't know if it's because this, this will be later in his life. But the Fox News scandal, I think that might be interesting too. So,
0: I, I, again, I don't know if there's really, really enough to merit any actual. And I, and I get that's the thing. It's like that's the hard part. How do you make a movie about a guy who seemingly has no problems?
2: Well, here's the thing. You make him nice and make everyone else an asshole.
1: Which is probably what's going to end up happening. Is you make him the sympathetic character in his own life and it's like yeah that that works out better than it doesn't Anything, you don't need to have bad things happen to him no. you just need to have bad people around him I mean, that again, it that would
2: be Fox true News to history happy.
0: Yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, also a movie that I don't know if it's actually coming out this year but I'm incredibly intrigued by this is Dolomite is my name have you guys heard about this one? Oh, what no. Dolomite is so,
2: wait like Dolomite Dolomite from the seventh? so
0: here's the thing. it's a biographical comedy film you know comedy quote quote that's about the making of the original Dolomite movie
2: oh that sounds so interesting
0: Oh, it is, because it was this crazy freaking story about how they got Dolomite made, Um, you know, because it's all about Rudy Ray Moore, funny enough, being played by Eddie Murphy. Uh, in this movie. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. okay. this is really...
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, and to be fair, this apparently was like Eddie Murphy's passion project. Like He is the biggest Rudy Ray Moore fan just because of how crazy that, is, that whole story about Rudy Ray Moore is. But yeah, um, it's him in the lead role. Wesley Snipes is the lead, second lead character also,
1: which, awesome. Boo! Um, what? Hey, he, he really? served his time. He did his jail that time. That doesn't... I'll never forgive him for Blade 3. Oh, wow. You, you latch onto <laughs> one movie for every person, and then that's their thing. That's their He album ruined from. that movie. No, he did.
0: I, I agree. He ruined that movie, but that was oh, 20 years ago, oh, man. Hold I don't up. give wait
2: a, a shit. Wait, wait, no, he did not ruin Blade 3. Blade 3 I mean, ruined Blade okay. <laughs> 3.
1: We know David S. Gore is a hack, but... Fucking okay, Buzz literally didn't help. He did the opposite. He actively like halted production. Yeah. Exactly. But,
0: anyways, there's a bunch of people in this movie that look really good. Like, you know, pretty much any major black actor in Hollywood, like Titus Burgess, Craig Robinson, Mike Epps, uh, King and Michael Key, because of course he's going to show up in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: uh, Chris... Sterling K. Brown's in it, I'll watch
0: it. Uh, he is not, unfortunately. Damn it. But, speaking of Sterling K. Brown, the thing that has me most intrigued by this is the writing team behind this, because it's Scott Alexander and Larry Karazuski. Um, they're the guys who wrote People vs. O.J.
1: Oh, hmm. cool.
0: Yeah, That's so, they're movie, writing this, yeah. and literally every script I've seen about them, they've not written a movie I didn't like. Like, every single movie I saw of theirs that, I li- that, that I've that i seen of theirs, I loved. Absolutely. Oh,
3: uh, really And really? then it's been directed
0: by Craig Brewer, uh, the guy who did Hustle & Flow, as well. So, <laughs> it seems like it's got all the right material to make a good movie, it's just a matter of if it actually comes out this year, or if it gets pushed to later next year, so... We'll see. Yeah. Um, and then just going through a few other ones here, uh, there's that Shia LaBeouf movie coming out, Honey Boy, that I'm intensely curious about more than anything.
1: Oh, no. honey. Shia LaBeouf's back in theaters. Everyone run. Well, you know,
0: you've heard about this one, right? No. I so this is about, this is actually a biographical story about child, Shia LaBeouf's childhood, where it's... Um, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, where you got um, uh, Noah Jupe playing, like, essentially it's a fictionalized version where he's playing a guy named Otis Lort, but it's essentially Shia LaBeouf. And it's about, you know, Shia LaBeouf playing a version of his father, you know, talking about how he was raised as a child star and pretty much kind of abused psychologically by his dad and pushed into into stuff to become a Hollywood star. And it sounds really interesting. I just... I don't know much about it other than just it's coming out and what it's about kind of thing. You're just like, Ooh. That must
1: be surreal, Shia LaBeouf playing his dad.
0: Oh, it's pretty much therapy. Like, this movie is his therapy session. But yeah. it's currently sitting at 100% positive on Rotten Tomatoes, too, so I'm like... Oh.
1: But only one person watched it and was Shia LaBeouf. No, 39 oh. reviews, so... Oh, okay, there
0: we go. Yeah. That's more people that saw his last movie, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so at least in terms of, like, professional critics, the people who've seen it, they're like, yeah, it's obviously a therapy session for Shadow the Booth, but it's a very fascinating one, so that's that's cool. Uh, speaking of Shadow the Booth also, there's that other movies coming out with it's probably not Oscar consideration, but it's the Peanut Butter Falcon, if you guys have seen the trailer for this one. What is it with this man
1: and weird-ass names for his mom? I know.
0: Well, Honey Boy's even creepier, because that was an old, like, childhood nickname he got when he was a kid that's like, okay that just sounds how I don't even know.
2: oh yeah I saw the trailer for this peanut butter yeah so this
0: one is about a young boy with down syndrome who runs away from home and he wants to become a professional wrestler which Shia LaBeouf gets involved with training him and from what I heard it's one of those ones where it's just a sugar sweet awesome little movie like it probably again it'll probably be too small to merit any consideration outside of that but it sounds fascinating you know, okay. it, it's also 100% positive Rock and Famous right now, too. So, Shia Move's slowly, quietly trying to get a comeback going,
1: kind of thing. And by paying off all these critics, got it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, also, all a movie coming out... money.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, a movie that's also coming out this year is Jojo Rabbit, which... Oh, my god, What
1: the hell is Jojo Rabbit? Okay, I read Jojo, that, I was like, we're...
0: Jojo Rabbit is the new movie from Taika Waititi. But the plot is bizarre. So basically, it's this kid named Jojo Betzler living in Nazi Germany back in the day. Uh, And he decides that he's been, like, indoctrinated by the propaganda, like the Hitler Youth stuff. Then he starts seeing an imaginary version of Hitler being played by Taku Titi around him. But then he starts to confront the, you know, the ideological issues of blind fascism, essentially. Just like, oh, maybe what I'm being told is not good kind of thing. So what, the,
1: what crack is Taika Waititi on? I Can don't I know, but I am shit.
0: fascinated by this. I, just about the fact that Taika Waititi playing Hitler. <laughs> I just
1: yeah Scarlett Johansson is in this movie.
0: Yeah Scarlett Johansson Thompson McKenzie from um, uh, Leave No Trace, which was one of my favorite movie last year. Uh, yeah, this sounds awesome and bizarre as all crap. Sam Rockwell's Rebel
2: Wilson this. is in this. Sam
0: Rockwell's in this. Stephen Merchant. Alfie Allen
1: is in this too. So many people.
2: I can't, I have oh no God. idea. Uh, this like,
1: man has made, like, like. I'm sure he's done stuff prior to Thor Ragnarok, but he's taken Thor Ragnarok and said, you know what, instead of making more high-budget movies, I'm going to make weird-ass fucking movies that no one's going to understand. Good! No!
3: I love weird, weird movies as shit. I
1: I, like this. It's like the Crank guys I actually made a successful movie. Except and the actually Crank actually guys don't movies.
0: have nearly the talent attack of what TV has.
1: You, I know, but they're just as nuts. <laughs> but again, uh, yeah. nuts plus
0: talent makes <laughs> a good movie. Nuts with no talent makes Crank 2. So, or no, I, oh, gamer. I would have
2: also accepted no, mixed uh, gamer. What
0: was it? Ghost Rider two. Yeah, Ghost Rider two. But sorry, sorry, London's been trying to talk. What do you want to say, man?
2: No, oh, no, I was gonna. Say, no, I'm just. <laughs> when you describe the story? I honestly couldn't. I I, I lost. I couldn't follow it. <laughs>
0: no, seriously. That's again. It's the thing. It's based on a book, and it's just a kid who you know he's raised with Nazi propaganda, so he starts imagining this version of Hitler in his head. But with that, he confronts it to realize, oh, this is about the evils of fascism, kind of thing. So, so yeah, is is it a period piece
2: then? Yes. Oh, okay. Because that's what I was like. Wait, so, wait, and so weird, he, even weirdly enough, it's being distributed by Disney. What? So they way it no way. Fox. Really? They, they,
1: they bought it in the Fox acquisition. So. Oh, yeah. I'm Look at it right now. Walt Disney. Oh, my oh God. <laughs> He's turning in his grave. <laughs> uh, this is getting weirder and weirder the more I read about it.
0: <laughs> Get ready, everybody. It's time for Disney's Nazis. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, to be fair, they disnified the hell out of pirates, so yeah, <laughs> pirates the are just stuff. cute and
0: cuddly little guys like Jack Sparrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're all, all they care about is having fun and getting drunk and raping and pillaging and murdering everyone around them. I mean, hey, Disney. Well, and, 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 yeah,
0: you and, notice too, like they tried to edit the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland because it's like, oh, we don't want to show people the real truth about pirates kind of stuff. It's like you made a ride about the most notorious bi- the gangsters and thieves out there, so.
1: Yeah, know. it's hard to be worse than I mean, besides the mafia, which would be hilarious to see Disney do the mafia, yeah, you don't get much worse than that.
0: I mean they to. kinda did in Zootopia with their godfather parody there.
1: Yeah, but I thought about a whole movie. I uh, thought like literally like Disney presents like Disney presents the mafia. Disney's good, good fellow. There we go. Yeah, good go. <laughs>
0: Um, also, another movie come out is Just Mercy, which, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan's lead actor in this one, is being directed by a guy, the guy who did Short Term 12, Destin Daniel Cretton. or Cretin, I have oh, to say that? Okay. Yeah, Cretton. sorry. Um, basically, it's one of those, uh, cases about the attorney Brian Stevenson, it's a biographical drama, where he's defending the case of Walter McMillan, the guy who was imprisoned for murder, even though there was very clear evidence that he didn't kill the person in question, so... Hmm. Uh, so that's cool. It's, you know, it's one of those big Oscar-baity dramas with Jamie Foxes in it, Brie Larson, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Rafe Spall. It, it,
1: oh, Brie Larson, everyone's going to hate it now just because she exists in it.
0: And she's the only notable white character. Well, okay, she's the most no- white character in the cast, where it's like, oh, she's going to be the runner and that kind of stuff. But oh, it does sound cool with like, you know, hey, O'Shea Jackson Jr. won. Who would have thought he'd actually have a successful career, <laughs> you know, which is awesome. Uh, but Michael B. Jordan say what you will about whatever I don't know like he, he's made some big statements about the way that he wants to be hired for movies like he's like oh I have to, you know he have to have an inclusion writer in my script for everything or his contract but a, he's very free, he, um, basically it, it demands that he will not work in a film unless it has a representation and diversity balance in the cast and crew which okay I mean, yeah which is, that's fair that's, that's fair no thought. it's very fair I'm just saying it's like but he is a very talented actor and I want to see him tackle a big serious
1: subject matter like this you know yeah he's also never been in a bad movie um, I have to think about that. I, 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 Has he? Fantastic Fruitvale Four. Station. Fantastic
0: Four. It's
1: shit. Yeah. <laughs> we almost had it. Look, Think about it. We have a fucking Black Panther. We have a Fruitvale Station Chronicle. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> literally there's one,
0: there's one giant freaking dirty mark in his career, and that's Fantastic Four, t- uh, the reboot.
1: <laughs> well, oh, that's so infuriating. I thought we had it. It's like 100% good movies. Yeah.
0: Um, One I'm actually very curious to come out, uh, actually comes out in a matter of weeks, The Kitchen which is an adaptation of a, actually, a gangster uh, crime novel. Um, uh,
1: let's see the... Yeah, no, I. I, I it has the, my enemy, Melissa McCarthy, but that tra- that trailer looks so fucking good that it infuriates me. Again, that's the thing. Oh, Melissa McCarthy is a great freaking actress when she's not oh, falling sure over she. and
0: making fat jokes,
1: you know? Well, hey, Rebel Wilson decided to take up her fucking mantle, I guess. I, you know, <laughs> like, actually, shit, we're passing the torch down.
2: I'm more surprised by Tiffany Haddish. Like, yeah, no, that's the thing. This, down in the movie. I'm, in the trailer, I was like, oh, okay. Let's yeah, and, and that's one
0: thing. It's definitely one of those big feminist vehicles where it's like, yeah, it's the wives of Irish mobsters who are taking over their respective corporations from their husbands after they get arrested. But... Again, like I said, the trailer looks fantastic. Um, The writer and director, Andrea Berloff, also made a big debut with Straight Outta Compton. She was one of the four writers on that script.
1: Really? Oh, the four. Well, that movie has, like, five acts, so yeah.
0: Yeah, to be fair. But, I mean, just everything I've seen about this movie so far, I'm like, I really, really want to see this. Are we
1: going to get a screener for that, or is that a... I think it's only going
0: to be in the main theater, so I doubt we'll get a screener for it.
1: If we do, I'll I'll consider it.
0: Uh, No, if we're going to get a screener, I'm going to jump on that, like... I'm going to be like Captain America diving a grenade on that one.
1: Mine (laughs) You realize he intended to die, right? <laughs>
0: well, you never know when. It, uh, I might actually have to take a bullet with that one if it isn't as good as we hope. But
1: yeah, like with Davy and me, had to watch Secret Obsession. That was
0: all your guys's fault. No one asked you. No, to No, no, Davy, blame his ass. <laughs> wait until you hear that review, people, for Secret Obsession. I can't wait. Fuck,
1: it's a mess.
0: <laughs> um, also, we got the Laundromat coming out this year from Steven Soderbergh. It's one of those big docudrama things where it's a group of journalists who take part in another thing. What eleven point five million files linking the most powerful figures to a secret bank? It's, it's the one that, um, uh, the Panama Papers essentially. You know the whole thing with Jack oh, okay. Chan and those celebrities who got caught in this weird giant money uh, laundering scheme. Oh, so oh, the
2: really... ban- oh wait, oh okay, oh wait, yeah, it makes sense, laundering. Yeah, so
0: it's based on the um, the book or article written by Jake Bernstein, and it's also produced by Scott Z. Burns, the guy doing the report. So it's it's definitely one of those big like heady political political and moral dramas kind of thing. So, that sounds cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know. Sorry, folks. There's just a couple more, and I'll, we'll be we'll that, <laughs> I swear. There's freaking um, Noah Hawley's new film, Lucy in the Sky. So, this is the guy who sure runs Fargo and Legion, other little shows, making his
1: feature film debut. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Legion is an, uh, such a pretentious fucking show. I agree. I love Fargo, but... I, I
0: agree, am- but at least the premise here is fascinating, because it's based on a real story about this astronaut... Um, Lisa Nowak. It's, so it's a loose interpretation of it, but it's basically this astronaut who went out to space, and she began an affair with another astronaut that she traveled with. Um, but then she starts to slightly go insane to the point where her love affair gets into conflict when another person enters into the picture, and she pretty much goes out and ki- kidnaps the other woman who's having an affair with that astronaut and holds her hostage.
2: Oh wait, sounds, yeah, I remember that's nuts. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think yeah, like I think they, I think she went and like wore a diaper or something. It was fight to, to trap the, the, the
0: actual story if you look into it it's a weird rabbit hole of bizarre yeah like really um, Starring
1: Natalie Portman and John Hamm so I'm like oh hey we get John Hamm in another movie which is great but we also have to deal with Natalie Portman's face so.
0: I like Natalie Portman I think she's good I woman.
1: don't I know but I I'm just intensely curious because again it's another <laughs> space movie
0: and guess what this was another movie that Disney bought from Fox so it's another Disney film
1: yeah, Fox was doing a lot of shit before they got canceled.
0: <laughs> again, this sounds promising, so we'll see.
1: Maybe, but I can't. Oh my God, Legion makes me so mad.
0: Anyways, uh, there's also Little Women coming out this year, which is the new uh, Greta Gerwig film. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Greta Gerwig who huh. did Lady Bird and those kind of and that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. So was, this is definitely 100
1: going to be on Oscars. Oh,
2: yeah. What's Little Women about? So Little Women is
0: an adaptation of a novel which already got adapted once. Um, oh, oh, the, was that the Jane Austen novel? Uh, no, it's uh, Louisa May Alcott, but it's a very similar kind of idea. It's basically the sisters were growing up in 1860s Massachusetts, and it's, you know, just showing their lives of all the various conflicts dealing with becoming young adults and dealing with older adults kind of thing, and it's it, it sounds interesting in the way that it's, you know, again, it's one of those big female-led movies with, like, what, um, Meryl Streep's in this, Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, Florence Pugh. Again, Lawrence Pugh's in everything these days. Uh, Laura Dern's in this.
1: Yeah, so it's Sisterhood it's, of the chablis Pants, but in the 1860s, got it. I,
0: kind of? That's actually not too far off. But uh, Greta Gerwig really proved herself with Lady Bird, which was fantastic. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really willing to see, see this one. Um, <laughs> and then a couple other ones that are just on my radar just because i'm curious there's queen and slim that new film coming out with uh from uh, lena waith
1: oh the yeah is that is that the one that's uh the whole bonnie and clyde story basically? yeah the one where um dana kaluuya
0: and jody turner smith getting caught in a situation where they accidentally kill a police officer and they have to go on the run
1: yeah no that, that that could be good
0: yeah that one's again that's one i'm like
1: i don't know
0: if it's gonna be any good but i'm curious uh there's also knives out from ryan johnson which i mean Johnson, but oh. but this does. I mean, at least it's not oh. Star Wars. I will say that it's him going, going okay. back to his indie career
2: route. Okay, so. but okay. Here's yeah. the thing: I saw the trailer for it. It was it had like it had James Bond and Captain America in it. Chris, <laughs> and, <laughs> so, it and Chris Evans cat. and Daniel
1: Craig. They have
2: names. <laughs> it, it the the trailer looks pretentious.
0: It does. Oh, oh I agree. I don't know if this is actually going to be any good. I'm just, I'm curious more than anything <laughs>
1: for this one. This is like that fucking uh, murder on the Orient Express, except it's like a comedy. It's, it's. Fucking-
0: uh, that's pretty much what they're doing. It's just a Agatha Christie story, but with Ryan Johnson's thing all over all
1: over uh, it. So. I okay, Looper is a great movie, and nothing could ever take that away, but. All of the goodwill I got from how much I love Looper got burned away from how boring and awful uh, the, the Star Wars movie was. At this point, I don't even know if I should watch this because I'm like, this looks weird as fuck, but it could easily be terrible. I'm
0: definitely going to wait to hear the critic reviews on this. So I mean, But then again, the critics all love I mean, uh, The Last Jedi, which I freaking could not stand. How? No. Okay. I, 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 if you could figure that out, please tell me because I don't get it either. I so. don't think,
2: okay, because you know what? I, I, I know you say that, but everywhere I've heard... People just trash it. Like, 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 like I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see any really goodwill about it. I heard mostly silence. Oh, if you,
0: if you talk to Chris on the site here, he's, like,
2: in love with it. And he's, like, I don't get why you guys hate this movie. It's amazing.
0: Oh, I'm, like, Because it's a filler movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I, I could find, like, at least ten right now on YouTube.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. No, the fans all hate
2: it. That's the thing. The critics were all the ones, oh, like, oh,
0: yeah. this is the best Star Wars movie to come out in ever. And the fans are, like, This sucked.
1: <laughs> and it ranges from actual criticism to sexism, because of course it. Oh, does. and
0: that's the problem—the why that the critics are all like, "Oh, you guys just don't get it," because there's all the dump, you know, the, the morons, the sexist cr- creeps, and that stuff are the ones who're making it bad for everybody else who has legit criticisms about the movie.
2: You know? Yeah, uh, that, that, that always pisses me off because it's like being a progressive and like boy, I, I'm not an SJW, but you know, I don't <laughs> I don't hate them, like like other people do. Like I, I, I can tell when something is like, all right. This is this. When a movie is good and has a feminist message, it has a stronger resonance with the public versus something that's bad and has a feminist message, and people just associate the feminist message with the badness. Exactly. Yeah, but well, what's a feminist message in Star Wars? Oh, well, the fact that... the Oh, God, we're not going to get into a <laughs> Star
1: Wars No, 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 no there's like, no feminist message in the movie. That's oh, no, there's clearly really
2: one, Alan. There's the
0: message that you should never question a female leader, even when she gives totally bad advice with Laura Dern's character. So,
2: yeah, exa- and, you know, the fact that they have... That's not a
1: feminist No, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm being pretentious. So okay,
1: that threw me because I'm like, there's no feminist message in any of these two movies. What the hell are people talking about?
2: No, there's a scene when, like, the... Uh, when I forgot his name. The, the poet. Po- Dameron he goes to like argue against the the, the orders and there's literally in the shot the way it's framed all the people he's talking to are women and just him so it was basically him mansplaining
0: but the thing is he was right
2: (laughs) he was right about what he said no he
0: wasn't actually he was wrong he was was partly wrong if you look at this like the way that everything happened he was kind of right on some of the things he laid concerns about well the context no he literally
1: said we should just attack him with every man woman and child we have he was actively wrong the whole time
2: Well, no. It's in the context of what he was saying. Well, first of all, technically, her plan did fail. Secondly, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So then, too, like he—it's in the context of what he was saying—is like we might as well go out blazing than just try to run away and get shot down, which was what happened. (laughs) But they
1: ended up surviving because she had a plan. Like that's what I'm saying. He was wrong. But But then her plan failed to get the kamikaze attack. No, no, her plan worked. It just didn't work fast enough because half their team was busy getting drunk at a casino.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. moving on from there, there's just two, a uh, couple last ones here. Uh, the Pope is coming out this year, also from uh, Fernando Morales, who's a fantastic Brazilian director who did City of God back in the day.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that okay. movie.
0: Yeah, so he hasn't really made any great movies since, but this one sounds interesting. It's uh, Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins' lead role as Pope really? Francis and Pope Benedict Sixteenth, And it's all the Ooh, drama behind that of course, you get that
2: Anthony stuff. Hopkins for that, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, I mean, that sounds <laughs> so interesting.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, it is a Netflix movie, so get, take that with a grain of salt. Damn it. But but it doesn't have a you, Netflix. Why do you keep haunting me?
1: <laughs> why can't you make a I can't you have consistency in your fucking filmmaking.
2: I don't know. this I don't want to buy I don't want to buy the service, but they keep keep tempting me.
1: <laughs> don't worry. We have ways around uh,
0: it. I, I do not advocate piracy and I, none of us should. Either.
1: I didn't say that, you said it. <laughs>
0: Oh, really? Like, people could really interpret differently from what you just said. Yes, but there's a difference between
1: legally distinct and you just straight saying it.
2: We didn't actually – I could have just – Oh, basically just invited me, oh, there's a ways around it. You can come over to my house. We can watch it together.
1: Okay, there you exactly, go. Exactly, Justin. <laughs> he could have came over to that. my house from <laughs> Austin to Canada just to watch a movie.
2: Hey, I, I, a trip to Canada – any any way to get up to the United States? I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's also two more movies here. Uh, there's
0: Torrance, which sounds interesting. It's uh, from Gavin O'Connor, the guy who did Warrior back in the day. You know the um, and Miracle, the hockey movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I know, oh, I know, a I know nice. uh, Warrior. I don't <laughs>
2: remember Miracle though.
0: Oh, Miracle's great. It's uh, Kurt yeah. Russell with the um, the ice hockey team that beat the Soviet Union in the '80s. So oh, okay. great freaking movie. But um he's done a couple kind of myth movies lately, like The Accountant, that Ben Affleck film. Oh, oh god. Really <laughs> but <What> god. <laughs> he hasn't learned his be lesson because he's re He's reteaming them with this movie, which is based on I believe another it's another biographical sports film kind of thing like that. So we'll see. It's I'm only interested because I think Gavin O'Connor does have the ability to make really great movies. Yeah, and...
1: I was right. This is the guy that did the Warrior, so no, no, just w- Warrior, it? just singular, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he did Warrior, which I fucking love the hell out of that. That movie's movie. so great.
0: Fun. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So maybe he, if he goes back to something that sports played, it'll be a great movie.
0: Yeah, um, but then the last one here is one that I totally like. I didn't know anything about until I saw it was coming out this year, and I'm like, oh, yeah, my attention. It's called Harriet, which is a bio- biographical film about Harriet Tubman. So. Hmm.
1: Oh, no, please don't tell me this is another White Savior movie. No,
0: it's being directed by a black director, Casey Lemons, you know, which for people who say, oh, Casey Lemons, the guy who did Ease by You, that fantastic freaking movie from the 90s.
2: Oh, that movie was messed up, I keep up, thinking man. about
1: that college. I keep thinking about that college humor, uh, college uh, humor, fucking skin of the White Savior movie, and I'm just imagining like who are they going to get? John Hamm as her friend that was there the whole time that helped her out. or something? No,
0: I mean most of it's it's predominantly a black cast. I don't even see any white actors on here. So good, there's no white saviors to come into the movie. But uh, it's Cynthia Erivo uh, yeah. who's the lead character here. Who? You know, big actress. She won a uh, Tony for The Color Purple. She was recently in um, uh, Bad Times in the El Royale, which.
1: Oh, wait, is she, was she. Oh, that. Oh, my God. She was great in that movie. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. Like, say what you will about that movie. Everyone loves Cynthia Erivo in that movie. Okay. So. Who,
1: wait, who doesn't like Bad Times? That movie's incredible. I, I've heard people
2: complain I, about I, it. Like, I not don't, like hate I don't, it. But, I don't care for Bad Times. I liked her. Oh, that movie's so good. Oh, I wish God,
1: someone watched God, I disagree. it. Disagree. <laughs> No. Okay, we you, and three other people are the only ones I watch. Speaking
2: of sick of Charles Manson stories,
0: fucking hell. <laughs> there, there are a couple... Of mo- okay, I will say this. There is Joe Alwyn, who is the only white actor I can see in the credit for like white males in this. So it's like, please don't let him be the white savior in this. But uh, it's also Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton, who's awesome. A great actor. Yeah. Uh, Janelle Monae is in this. Uh, hmm. You know, quite a few actors. Uh, Tori Kettles is in this, too. It... It looks promising, and again, Casey Lemons is one of like the best you know black directors working in Hollywood today, and he's you know they, they, they just got oh, sorry it's a she sorry the Casey Casey Lemons wow I know I'm, I'm just oh, I'm glad the story's
2: been told <laughs> to be honest
0: yes but no it, it would be good to see a good really strong yeah. biopic on this woman because she's her life's fascinating and so. there's a reason why
2: she should be oh. on a twenty dollar bill yeah <laughs> right oh that'll
1: never happen. I know. Uh, I am mean, not saying she—it should—but good luck with that one. Yeah. Well, hey,
0: we, we, people have to fight to even convince people to not remove Hamilton from the bill he's on. So, like,
1: maybe, maybe, maybe when Obama was—I'm not even saying because of, of Obama himself, but just because of how the political landscape was during his election years. But like now, they'll burn twenty-dollar bills, which will make me laugh my ass off. <laughs> oh no!
2: No, oh, no, gosh. you know, we—we listen as much as U.S. likes citizens like money. We ain't never gonna burn money. <laughs> You, I will bet you, however <laughs> much you happened. want
1: to put down, that if they ever put Harry Tubman on any bill,
2: they'll burn that bill. Okay, okay, everyone, if you don't like the $20 bill, the, the um, Harry Tubman $20 <laughs> bill, you can please send it to my address. <laughs> I'll be happy to take care of it for you.
1: I will just look at there and be like, these motherfuckers just spent half their paycheck on nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but no, this
0: one actually does look really promising just from the stuff I'm seeing the details. And again, Casey Lemons, one of the best black female directors, so just make sure I clarify myself, I'm very intrigued <laughs> by this. So it's coming out in November yes. from Focus Features, too, which Focus Features, has, sorry, Focus Features has a good track record with indie films. Um, that's about it. I know we a little longer this one, but there's just a lot of stuff coming out this year, and I really yeah, want to make sure definitely. if this isn't on anyone's radar, here it is now, all these movies available for you to check out this year.
1: So. Mm-hmm.
0: And any last points before we wrap up?
1: Uh, John Wick Three better win something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, you, you can, can have that? you can have that platform, man. You can stand on that one and shout it as long as you want. So I mean, yeah,
1: again, it's the, it, compared to a bunch of other movies that have come out of that time, it's one of the most successful movies this summer.
0: Yeah, hey, if John Wick Three was great. I'm not saying it's not a good movie. I'm just saying we'll see what happens comes Oscar time. <laughs> but yeah. uh, any last points for you, London? Yeah, Rocket Rocketman Bear wins something, too. <laughs> oh,
1: it will. It's has got a sweep,
0: dude. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I hope Rocketman does well. It was a good movie. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, let's just wrap up. Uh, London, why don't you tell
2: people where they can find you on the internet? Oh, uh, well, you know, of course, here. Um, I do Screener Squad. I've done um, uh, this show as well. Uh, you can also see my articles on here. Um, I've written some articles for the Script Lab. Uh, but if you want to speak to me, speak to me personally, check out my Twitter, at Narrative Exam. That's um, at na. R a t i v e, e x a m and uh, yeah, just follow me there or tweet at me, whatever you want. So yep, awesomeness. Uh,
0: Alan.
1: So if you go to Facebook and go to the chat attack, uh, sorry, right uh, chat attack in the search bar, you'll see a blue logo with a bunch of symbols on it, where you'll hear me have hot text on all sorts of stuff and literally yell at Mr. McCarthy as much as humanly possible. We actually, uh, also, uh, you'll check me all over Screener Squad. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that are, has either just come out or is coming out soon. So you'll you'll usually see me there with Justin and a bunch of other people. Just look through the Screener Squad.
0: I can't wait for them to hear the Secret Obsessions review. Again, why did you guys, why did Davey ask for that and why did
1: you jump into that with it? Because I felt bad. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, you know what? I feel bad for him. Maybe he's right. Maybe this is the only thing I didn't see. It takes halfway through going, I hate you so much.
2: Every, that's one of the reasons why I don't have a Netflix account. Because every time I used to do reviews like Netflix films, it was always just the most horrid, terrible... Just
1: pissed me off. 90% of their movies are trash. Like, like the only great
2: Netflix films I would say are like Roma,
0: Battle of the Bust of Scruggs, and like two other movies, and that's it. So. Like,
1: yeah, and it's like even some of those ones are contended. So it's like, yeah, 90% of their movies are trash.
2: The first movie I reviewed for um, – it was another uh, – it was an intro.cast. cast. was uh, I think Sandy Wexler, the Adam Sandler one. Oh, God. Oh, and God. I was just, you read an Evan Sandler movie. <laughs> That's I, I, I know, but I was like... Yeah, mm-hmm. you knew what you were getting into on that one, so. Yeah, and I was mad because, like, they weren't as enraged as I was. <laughs> like,
0: like, you got Why?
2: Like... Oh, <laughs>
1: The first thing I ever did for Screener Squad was Dead Ants. Oh. <laughs> I seriously oh, so considered it my future After that, after that I was like, I don't know if I could do this hey, anymore. Hey, that's one you
0: got to suffer with me. So, I mean, again, yeah. you asked for that one. So I don't got any... No, no one's to blame but you on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can find me here torturing everybody with my terrible Screener Squad suggestions. Um, although, to be fair, I've, I've helped people find good movies on this stuff. But... Uh, you can find me there, you can find me on this podcast you can find me on The Breakfast Pub every now and then with these guys occasionally on as well Uh, and yeah, I'm scattered all throughout this website you know, I'm I'm everywhere (laughs) pretty much (laughs) but uh, thank you guys so much and yeah, we're gonna you know, it may not be immediately when we do the next episode of this, but you'll hear from us soon enough once more of these Oscar movies start to come out in the next month or so, so Mm, yeah, until then uh, stay tuned and enjoy the Oscar season everybody
2: right, bye